0: Welcome to (laughs) Hans laughing during my intro (laughs) I used to put the intros before you know what we talk about before we get into the podcast at the end of the podcast but I had to spend so much time like bleeping them because we are very uncensored during the first of that and and editing. like I couldn't just drop him in there I'm like did I say anything that I should not you know say legally or uh, ethically
1: before that podcast and I don't want (laughs) to drop Were were you often like we should kill a sitting politician. I... Shh. <laughs> sh- Shh. Sometimes.
0: Um, I also got sick of, like, bleeping out all my own F-bombs, so, yeah, whatever. Uh, this is the Bite Me Podcast, episode 213. I've got Hans here today because Dylan is off cavorting, I believe is the the correct word. Uh, it is his anniversary, so we let him have the day off. Like, I mean... It's per, it's kind of an option to be here anyway. Like I, I didn't. I'm not going to write him up or anything. It doesn't work that way. But Colby's here too. Say hey, guys. Woo!
2: Yay!
0: <laughs> Today we're going to talk about video games because that's what this is a podcast about. Um, we're going to talk about cyberpunk. Cyberpunk. I'm glad that I'm glad that Hans is here because he's actually played it because it would be weird for me just to sit around and crap all over it for 20 minutes without having someone here to defend it. Uh, EA Play is going to be a little bit delayed coming to Game Pass, which is a bit of a bummer. Uh, Codemaster. We talked about the the sale of Codemaster to what? Take two interactive last week, two weeks ago. And we were like, huh, it's shocking that it's only worth like $770,000. That's changed. Uh, Among Us is not coming to the Switch. It's actually already out. You can grab it right now. It's five bucks. Go do that. Someone in Parliament must want a PS5 and because Hans is here, he added a bunch of stuff that I don't know what he's talking about, but there's a new pinball machine for old people, um, a virtual pinball table, which sounds really cool, but you can't buy one. Sorry, not until next year. And the Atari VCS is out and it seems like there should be like some sort of rim shot after that. Um, Because it's a joke. Uh, we're going to talk game of the year, maybe. Colby's maybe prepared. We'll see. I don't know. Doing it we'll, now. Yeah, Colby's figuring out his game of the year right now, live. We're doing it live. Uh, we got questions. We got a lot of questions, actually. We started out with, like, we only have, like, one. And then all of a sudden, they just grew out of nowhere. Pick, we got ones from Vinny, uh, Joe Coleslaw, uh, the big dog, Princess Megan, a new person who joined our Discord today, Sweaty Spooks. He's from Canada, and I personally love Canada a lot. Uh, and of Hans has one too. So I guess he has to ask his own, um, which is fine. A couple of cheap free games and then a troll corner with the good folks from GOG. Actually, like GOG is, (laughs) I like them because they do cool stuff, but man, they do some not great stuff either, but whatever. We'll talk about that. We're going to first of all, start with video games. We have been playing. Hans, Colby hates it when I make him go first, so I'm going to make you go Plus first. Plus, I'm doing my game of the year, Cliff. Plus, Colby's figuring out game of the year.
2: <laughs> so, uh, we're still playing Escape from Tarkov. That's big. We play that three nights a week still. And uh, then Cyberpunk 2077.
0: Did Tarkov get a new map? I, th- I thought I read Tarkov, about Tarkov getting
2: new maps. Uh, we will have their biggest map yet at the uh, February or March of next year. So, nice. they actually just released a teaser... Uh, for streets of Tarkov, which um, is very urban and looks like it's going to just be terrible to fight on. <laughs> I bet ends.
0: you the sunsets rising amongst the ruined buildings will be gorgeous, though, Hans.
2: I, I'm sure it will. It, it's really yeah. all that matters to me. But yeah, those are my games. That's about it. Uh, I assume we'll a lot of time cyber in cyber
1: Cyberpunk. Punk, uh, later. Yeah, I was going to wait till the new
2: <laughs> section be and actually be uh, how. Defending, but also I kind of hate it too, so it's strange.
0: Yeah, I hang on just one second. I'm sorry.
1: I apologize. I just got a text. I got a call from Scam Likely. That left a voicemail, but I didn't interrupt the podcast.
2: Mm. It's Dylan saying he's eating in Mexico <laughs> in Epcot. <laughs> how's salt lake oh you know uh, people
1: die lots of them is it cold um not really i mean like i i guess that depends on your definition of cold it's 30
2: here yeah snow.
1: and i mean like it's it's in the 30s here but like we've got highs of like mid 40s so uh, you know kind of cold not really for Utah. We've had a little bit of snow, but like more of a dusting of snow than anything.
2: Okay. Any of the ski resorts open?
1: I assume so, because we're dumb and, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. So the, uh, some of my friends in Denver, the ski slopes are all open up there. So I'm
0: sure they are. I mean, they've probably been open since... I mean, I
2: guess if you're going to go out and be with people, that's probably a yeah. fairly safe way to do it, since you're all bundled up and wearing a mask, anyways.
1: <laughs> you're wearing a mask, anyway. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: Mm,
1: Hang on. Narrowing it down, Cliff. Narrowing it down. <laughs> uh, let's see. What are your? What the hell do we have to talk about?
2: All sorts of good stuff. Mostly he's like
1: talking about like what we should do for game of the year. Man, my game of the years are so weird because I only played like a couple games, or I played like a bunch of games this year, but all of them are like weird indie games.
2: I had the problem that a lot of the games I played this year didn't come out this year. Yeah, well, I mean, I've played... That's always a problem.
1: 60-some-odd games this year, or I've beat 60-some-odd games this year, and, like, probably 15 of them came out this year, but they're all weird indie games. I've not played a single, like, big game this year.
0: I mean, I'll be honest,
1: my game of the year is going to be Nights and Bikes, so, mm, like, don't feel okay. bad about that. I mean, I'll uh, take... That wasn't on, like, real short list, but I've narrowed it down to, like, seven... Okay, that's something that that'll work. Um, I apologize for that.
0: I I implemented As you call tracking. Should like I said was said for that client, and they just noticed and freaked the fuck out. Even though I told them yesterday I was going to be implementing call tracking today, so like our phone number's changed. I'm like, yes, that's how this works. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, do you just want to start over with Cyberpunk again? I'll try and figure out how to put these two things together. Oh I sure, I uh, could probably just. Well, yeah, what mean, did you say? Was, I, I'm sorry, I like I got oh. the text and was paying attention to that. What did you say about Cyberpunk? I
2: said it was i it's gonna be hard for me because I'm going to defend it and I hate it as well. So we'll just save that till news.
0: Oh, okay, perfect. Then that's great. Um, something like then that. we will start uh, with Colby. All right. I think that's a, uh, a a good way to think about cyberpunk Cole, do you want to tell us what you've been uh,
1: playing? what what games I, have, has your child let you play? <laughs> well, two of them she's let me play, and two of them. I've played while she's been asleep. Good so, good plan. Um, I'll start with the, uh, the... I'll go like switch between them. So sure. the first one I played while she was asleep was I beat Far Cry 3. Nice. Um, Which is a very good game and holds up really well. Um, it's kind of interesting though because if you had asked me like, Hey, what's your favorite Far Cry? I would have been like, I don't know. I really liked Far Cry 3. And now having played Far Cry 3, I'm like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure Far Cry 5 is better in every single way. Um, or even Far Cry 4. Like, I think Far Cry 4 and Far Cry 5 are better than Far Cry 3. Though I still really like Primal. Um,
0: I I really wish that Far Cry 5 had had, like, the ability to just, like, say no to a couple storylines. Um, or, like, have different choices. I thought Far Cry 5, with the exception of, like, the p-tape quest, which I thought was just stupid, um, and the ending, the ending was absolutely
1: bogus. I hated it. That game was so good. I loved that game. I didn't mind the ending. I hated the ending. I absolutely Um, hated the ending. I will say the one thing that I wish they'd had in Far Cry 5 that they had in all the other ones is I really like the, like, hey, find this, like, rare animal, kill it, and you can get more, you know, like a bigger ammo bag. Like, it makes no sense. Like, hey, I need this, you know, rare golden tiger to make a larger ammo sack, but I still enjoy it. I, I thought the way they did that in Far Cry
0: 4 was actually really cool, where mm-hmm. you, it was, like, supposed to be part of some sort of, like, wild animal yeah. fashion show.
1: Yeah. It was <laughs> very strange. Um, So, yeah, beat that. It's good. Um, I think I chose the bad ending because, well, I don't know about bad ending. But, like, I chose an ending thinking, like, oh, I'm going to choose this because I think I chose the other ending last time and then chose that ending and went, like, no, this is the same ending. So, (laughs) um, then, uh, let's see, a game that I was allowed to play was SnowRunner, um, which, uh, if you don't know, I loved its predecessor, MudRunner. And I will say SnowRunner is pretty much MudRunner, but better. Uh, is it's it also more... in the snow. Yes, and in the mud. <laughs> so, uh, no, it's more of a game than MudRunner was. MudRunner is was very much like, hey, you know, take these logs, take them to this place, go get more logs, take them to this place, kind of thing, which was fun. Don't get me wrong. But SnowRunner has more of a like, hey, here's missions you can, well, not missions, but like. Well, I guess missions is more of a thing. Like, uh, hey, this company needs, you know, these items to build a bridge or fix a bridge. You have to go find them kind of thing. Um, so far, I haven't driven a lot of big trucks, oddly. I've done hmm. most of my thing in, like, the little scout trucks. Um you can't really take stuff in those. So it's, it's more like I go and kind of find the route and then go grab a big truck, grab the stuff and take it and then get back in my scout truck and explore a little more. Um, it's still the slowest game you'll ever play. <laughs> like, you know, you're driving around in the mud at like one mile an hour and having to like, well, I've got a winch over there because I'm stuck in this mud and it's, it's fun. I really enjoy it. Um, it's a lot prettier, too. Uh, it, 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 there is a lot more game, too. Like, so Mudrunner was like a 15-hour game, I want to say. Um, and I, I spent like probably 15 to 20 playing it and beat pretty much everything. Um, and SnowRunner when I originally got it, I'm like, how long is this game? Like another 15 to 20 hours. And I looked on like how long to beat and it's like, "Ah, about 102 hours. I'm like, excuse me. And so then like when I went to play it this time, I'm like, maybe that's changed because I looked when it like kind of first came out. And so maybe, you know, like that has changed. Nope. Still like 90 to 102 hours. I'm like why and then I'm like well it says here that like only three people have logged in like how long they put it so maybe it's just you know like some completionist that's like I loves me some snow runner and I'm gonna play it until you know like I, I'm not playing anything else and now that I'm playing it I'm like no this is easily a 102 hour game like it is huge like I have I have been on two maps and and every section. So, like, I have been to one part of Michigan and one part of Alaska, and there are four parts of Michigan. There's four maps in Michigan, four maps in Alaska, four maps in another place I haven't even been, and I think maybe another four maps on another place I haven't even been. It's huge, um, and it's 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 fun. Um, if you liked Mudrunner, Runner, you'll like Snow Runner, and I kind of want to see what the the next. Iteration of runner is like sand yeah. runner, sand runner, um, yeah. moon runner. I would Ooh. also accept like set in the future.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, then a game that I played while my kid was asleep was cross code. Um, which is still awesome. Uh, still, uh, still kind of reminds me of like a mix between, of like chrono trigger and secret of mana. Um, just that kind of feel look. I don't know. It's real good. Uh, free on Game Pass, play it. The only thing that I have a complaint about is I feel like it might be too long. Um, It is a 30 to 40 hour game and I think like 15 to 20 hours is probably, I don't know, maybe even like 25 would be good for this game. I'm about 18 to 19 in um, and if it ended now, I'd be like, that was really good kind of thing, but like I'm halfway there. So, still really fun though. Um... Then I played Alba, a wildlife adventure, and <laughs> that was, so I got um, Arcade, Apple Arcade. Uh, oh, sure. And so, oddly, I had seen this game on... Twitter and I'm like that looks like a game that I would really enjoy and they're like it's on iPhone I'm like that sucks Um, I'm like I'll wait until it goes to Switch because that looks like a game I would enjoy on Switch and uh, you know it was also like it's coming to Switch eventually and I'm like okay and then I got Apple Arcade and I saw that and I'm like I'll play it because it's free and it actually handles really well Um, that was kind of what I was concerned about
0: are you playing it with the controller or with touch no, controls? No,
1: no. I'm playing it with the touch control. I don't have the little thing that connects my controller to the thing, to oh, my sure. phone. Um, and it handles really well with the the just the touch controls. Um, you are like a little girl who uh, goes to visit her grandparents on an island and... Like while you're there, like you've in the past, you've you know kind of like help your you know like I liked looking at wildlife and this you know when I was a kid and then it's like ten years later and the mayor announces like we're gonna put a giant luxury hotel on the uh, the island where this wildlife reserve is and so like I guess you're you're trying to stop the hotel but you're also like looking for wildlife um, so you've got a phone. In the game in your phone that you can control with your phone to take pictures oh that's uh-huh. cool um, so like if you know like you see like a bird you literally can move your phone over in the camera in the game but with your phone if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. to take pictures um, and so it's really adorable and fun um, it's like scratch that like Pokemon Snap. It? Yes, a hundred percent. It's like Pokemon. Like, I hope this is what Pokemon Snap. The didn't they just say that they're oh, gonna? Oh yeah, I
0: forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're bringing that back.
1: If if this is what it's like, I will a hundred percent get that day one. Um, That's but this cool. is just really fun. Um, if you have Apple Arcade or, I guess, it's an iPhone. Steam too. Is it on Steam? Yeah. Because huh. mostly I'm going off of their Twitter account. Uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, if you have Steam, get it there. If you have an iPhone or possibly an Android, I have no idea. Uh, get it there. It's real good.
0: I will tell you that I just watched the trailer and in it the little girl took a picture of a great tit. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you can, did you, did you giggle you can a take bit? that however you want. Like it might have been a bird, but maybe it wasn't. Were, were there it a pair a of them in bird. the picture? No, nah, just just one. Just one. just one. just one. Just one, yeah. Uh, Let's see. What did I play this week? I beat Kona, which is... It's a Game Pass game. It's like... If you really like walking sims that are a little bit, like, detective-y... Um, <laughs> It's like six hours long. It's fun. Like, I mean, if you if you don't like Walking Sims, don't play this game. If you only, like, casually like Walking Sims, probably don't play this game. But if you're like, Walking Sims are cool, and I enjoy Mystery Set in Quebec. It's pretty good. It's got, like, oh, some that's, weird... Oh,
1: that's actually my jam. I yeah, love like, Mystery I Set, Set that's a in Quebec. Genre. So far, I've only been able to play that game.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Um, like, it's, it's very much a game that you can tell is kind of indie. Um, just based on the way it controls, based on the ways, like, some of the, like, special effects, quote unquote, happen, um, and also based on the fact that they made one, they've been talking about, like, the Kona Cinematic Universe, like, there's gonna be four games in this universe, and they've made one. Um, my guess is it did not sell particularly well, uh, because it's a little bit weird, and... But it was fun. It has some kind of surprise supernatural elements to it. So, like, maybe if you like walking sims set in Quebec with a little bit of like an X
1: Files feel to them, maybe,
0: maybe that. I guess. Um, Wasn't
1: uh, X Files just X Files in uh, Vancouver or Toronto? Where is it that?
0: Vancouver, they, good point. Vancouver, it's, yeah. it's essentially just the X Files.
2: Um, but in, not. in the last thirty days, it averaged five players on Steam.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's about what I would expect.
2: <laughs> Actually, yeah, wow. and the, like it averages about five players in this whole year since it's come out. So. Yeah,
0: so you know, I mean, if you figure those five people each put six hours into it, it's fine. Um, but it's on Game Pass. It's like I, like I said, it, it. You need to be a very particular kind of gamer to want to play it, and I guess I'm that kind of gamer. Um, it wasn't like good enough that I was like, oh man, I can't wait to get back to playing that. But it was like the eh, game was good enough, I'll finish it. And it was short enough that I didn't get bored with it. Um, I did get about five hours in and then go like, I don't know what to do next. And just like pulled up a a a, a, a like a hint thing. And they're like, you need to get the coat. I'm like, don't I already have the coat? They're like, no, sir, you do not have the coat. I'm like, oh, huh. So, and then I got the coat and I was able to finish the game. So
1: Did you just answer Megan's question?
0: What is Megan's question? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I absolutely did. (laughs) Absolutely did. We'll go into that, though. But Kona, like, it's fine. It's on Game Pass. Like, if you've got six hours to burn over Christmas, sure. Uh, I beat The Mummy Demastered as well this week, um, which is very good. It is not on Game Pass. It's $20. But if you're looking for a really good, like, retro uh, Metroidvania, would highly, highly, highly recommend The Mummy Demastered. Um, One thing that I will say very favorably in that game is that the end boss was not very hard, (laughs) which I really
1: appreciate. (laughs) None of the bosses were, like, super hard. No, Um I, Especially if you get the the health upgrades, like, fairly early. Like, once you get the health upgrades, you can pretty much just, like, brute force any of them.
0: Yeah. I, again, like, to answer Megan's question a second time, um, <laughs> Colby actually recommended the same thing to me. He's like, if you're going to play the game, just, like, find a map online. Because there's... It, like, the one complaint I will have about the Mind Be Demastered is it is not... A very good metroidvania from the fact that the map doesn't do a very good job of showing you where you can and can't go um like most metroidvanias to me if you need to if you can go somewhere it would show you that you you can go through that um and this one's very outlined i guess if that makes sense it's hard to explain unless you've actually seen their map but most most metroidvanias i think give you a very clear indication on the map like where you can't, you can go, but maybe you haven't been able to reach yet. Um, and the mummy D master did a very, very poor job of doing that. So if you just get a map that shows you where everything is, like, it's not really much of a spoiler because you're not going to be able to get to those places anyway, really. Um, and it just helps you, like Colby was saying, find the extra ammo, find the extra health packs that make it easier to beat. Um, I don't know. I think that was probably what, probably an eight hour game call. Yeah, that's about Maybe. what I spent on yeah, it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. So that was fun. Um, the last thing I'm going to talk to you about is actually not a game as much as a game server. Um, so my,
1: <laughs>
0: my kid ran across this thing. It's called Imagine Fun, and it's a Minecraft server. And so if you go to imaginefun.net, you can get all the details on how to log into this. And like he started playing it and he's he's in there talking and he's like, "Oh my god, it's the coolest thing in the world. Oh my gosh, it's so cool." And I'm like, "What is it?" He's like, "It's a it's a group of people that over like the last two or three years have made Disneyland inside of a Minecraft server." And I'm like, "Well, you've you've been to those before." And he's like, "Yeah, but not like this." Um there was one he used to go to all the time. I don't remember what it was called. It was it was good. Um this one is literally like visiting a a Minecraft version of Disneyland, like they don't have all the rides, but there are, there are tons of rides you can actually ride. Like you can ride pirates of the Caribbean in, uh, this game. And they actually have like an audio thing where, so you go into the game and you type like, I don't know, slash audio and it brings up a link you can click on. And it opens a web page in the background that somehow like syncs your location in the game to the music so if you're walking in fantasyland it's going to be playing the fantasyland background music if you're walking through new orleans square it's going to be playing the new orleans square music but if you get on a ride it'll play the ride cue and then when you get on the ride it will actually play synced versions of the the actual ride audio as you ride through it so when you're on pirates of the caribbean in the different scenes it's actually got the voiceovers for all the different parts it's absolutely incredible um i I yeah, cannot. It very um, cool. It's super cool. I mean, I'll tell you how dumb it was. he's like, you got to come play this with me. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, he's been sending me screenshots of it, like just one after the other, after after, you know. And I'm like, yeah, this is really neat. And he's like, you got to play it with me. So over the weekend, I, I played with him for maybe two and a half hours. And so we're we're riding all these different rides, and uh, he's like, oh, sweet, we're gonna go get uh, we're gonna go get in the queue to like have our pictures taken with Mickey and Minnie Mouse. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And so you like go and you, you log in and then as you're walking around the park it's like almost like a fast pass where it's like you know you're number 10 of 20 and then you're number nine of 20 and then when you get down to the bottom it just teleports you to mickey and minnie mouse they're actually people that volunteer on this server to play mickey and minnie mouse they will sign your items if you drop and give them to them and i'm like it's kind of like being at actually disneyland where you know that Mickey and Minnie are just like little short girls inside of mouse costumes, except for you Hans, cover your ears. That is the real Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Don't let anyone tell you different. Um, But that it's pretty easy to like just via escapism and whatever go like, oh, it's Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Like this is cool, I'm meeting them. They're signing my stuff and I'm having my pictures taken with them. And, like, it was a very similar experience in this stupid Minecraft server where I was like, oh, my gosh, I just met Mickey and Minnie Mouse. It was it was really fun. Um, and, like I said, Carter's been playing it nonstop um, and having just a great time doing it. I rode a bunch of rides. They have the People Mover uh, in Disneyland still, hon so you can ride the People Mover. Um, oh, the, I've spent time
2: here. It's awesome. Oh, you've been here? Yeah, it's amazing, yeah, yeah, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah it's – I, I – as someone who very much misses my ability to go to uh, to Disneyland right now, I like I should have been in Disneyland three months ago and was not. So I it's, have a question. Uh, it's cool
1: that you may or may not be able to answer. Sure. So the the people who, uh, for lack of better words, cosplay as Mickey and Minnie Mouse. Yeah. Yeah. How many um, Celeste pizzas for one do they have in their freezer? (laughs) A lot. Okay. A lot. I just didn't Um, know if you knew the answer to that or. It, I mean, it is a group
0: of, I mean, there are, they have tour guides. So like, you know, you can go to Disneyland and hire a tour guide. They have volunteer tour guides that will actually take you on a tour of the server. Yeah. it's, you know, I mean, coming from someone who just, you know, told me how cool it was to drive a truck really slowly through snow call. I don't know if you've got any room to talk, man. I'm pretty sure I do. I, I'm pretty sure you don't. Um, it was super fun, though. I uh, I really I'm enjoyed not a it.
1: tour guide in <laughs>
0: Disneyland. <laughs> That's because you're not good enough to be a tour guide, Cole. Um, it was fun. I really, really enjoyed doing it. I would absolutely play it again. If you are a... Minecraft fan, or if you're specifically a Disneyland fan, go check that out. It, uh, like I said, it, you can go to uh, ImagineFun.net, and they'll give you all the, the like details you need in order to to like log in. You have to have the Java edition, I believe, though, so you can't do you, it if yeah. you
2: have, yeah. You need the Java edition, and you need to backdate it. They haven't updated for the latest version, so there's a specific version you need, and download the resource pack, which really helps with everything too. Yeah.
0: Well, and and Carter uh, like got onto my computer and also downloaded Optifine, so I got like the uh, the super pretty version of uh, Minecraft as well. So it was fun. Like it was. It was a cool way to spend a couple hours over the weekend, so go check that out. Uh, let's talk about our patrons real fast. These are the fine folks who support us in our podcasting journey. Uh, you can go to patreon.com bite me podcast if you would like to be one of them. And if you join our $10 tier, you will get your name read out on every episode like I'm going to do right now. First up, the, the Palmer brothers, Austin and Sean, uh, thank you for supporting our podcast. You are awesome. Uh, also Alan Schulte, John Tippins and again our newest host, our uh, newest patron, uh, Joel Cold Jr. Thank you, Joe. Joe's playing. Got a new Xbox. I uh, I sold him one of mine, and he is very much enjoying it. So
2: it finally got there. Good news. It finally
0: got. It took. It was supposed to be on there on the seventh, and it showed up on the 14th, I think it took like almost two weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm like watching the tracking number. I'm like, Oh man, I hope they didn't lose my Xbox. That's really going to suck. <laughs> but it got there. Thank you. USPS for delivering. Eventually that's really what matters. Anyway, again, you can go to patreoncom slash me podcast and uh, you can, you know, give us between one and $10 and that makes me happy. And we'll send you stickers and stuff eventually as soon as I find my stickers because they're lost in my garage somewhere. <laughs> All right. Uh, Uh, who's going to do the next part Colby you do a pretty good Dylan news oh that was actually a very good Dylan that was very Dylan-esque very good Uh, first up we're going to talk about cyberpunk 2077 Um, so I think it is fair to say that there are two different versions of cyberpunk right maybe three different versions I would say three. three
2: yeah easily three
0: So there is Cyberpunk. Well, and actually, technically, there's almost four now, right? So there is Cyberpunk if you are playing it on uh, Hans's computer, which is very fast and has, what, a 3070 video card?
2: 3070 and an upgraded Ryzen chip just to play this game. Yeah. I spent more than an Xbox to play this game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, your 3070 was more than an Xbox, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So plus,
2: yeah, yeah, it was $800 of upgrades to my PC for this, for Um, this game, plus $60.
0: There is a PC version that is, if it is not out yet, it will be soon. It's called, uh, I think has performance mode, which is a weird thing to call uh, something that actually lets you play it on less of a PC, but that will exist soon if it doesn't exist already. Then there is playing it on an Xbox series X or a PlayStation five. Although I hear even between those two, there is some kind of radical difference. And then there is cyberpunk last gen. And I think to give you a bit of a taste, of the difference between those two cyberpunk on a pc is sitting most places in like the 90s right um high 80s low 90s IGN reviewed the two games separately and gave i think it like in the 90s and then gave the the last gen version of it a four so two the <laughs>
2: screenshots are terrifying i mean honestly it, i would be unhappy
0: well, and I think the thing that is disappointing is not that it looks last gen, it's that it looks like last, last gen. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll be frank, I think that the up version of GTA 5 looks better than most of the Cyberpunk 2077 screenshots I've seen. Like,
2: in, in, in some of the things, it looks like an original PlayStation.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like absolutely. Like PlayStation terrible. 1.
2: You know, the beginning of 3d graphics it is there are no textures and literal triangles
0: have you seen the the bugs where for some reason uh your character when they're driving will just stand up on their seat um (laughs) but they decided in the game like it's smart like you don't if you don't have to render pants on someone you don't render pants because it costs cycles and so when you're in a car you don't have pants and then when you stand up and like t-pose on your (laughs) on your front seat clipping through the top of your car you also do not have pants it's there's there's some extremely good nudity bugs in this game like the nudity in the game i think is kind of stupid but the nudity bugs are very good i have seen more dongs hanging through the front of pants than anyone should ever have to see but i don't know i think that's kind of kind of what i like anyway we're going to talk a little bit about maybe the reason why this happened and um maybe the reason that like CD project red is kind of to blame for it. Uh, so when asked in a, they did like a earnings call or like a, like a, a, a very formal call the other day that was unplanned. <laughs> it was just like, Oh, Hey, let's have a phone call guys. And when someone asked like if they felt there was any unusual or internal pressure, external, exter- I'm sorry, external or internal pressure to launch it on de- December 10th, they just kind of shrugged it off. Um, like it, you know, it was not a, not a big deal. It, you know, could have, Could have happened, could have not. Like and totally, we could have actually just released this on PC only all the way up to December 9th. And we just kinda didn't. Um, And the the quote that I thought was interesting is they said, it's more about us looking, as was previously stated, at the PC and next-gen performance rather than current-gen. We definitely did not spend enough time looking at that. Mm -hmm. So like the game is bad on last-gen because They just didn't (laughs) do much with it. You know, it was like we have to do this, I think, for financial reasons and we have to do this for uh, probably optics reasons, I would say. And then also, like, I think the Xbox especially side of things has been like, no, if you're releasing on the Series X, you're also releasing on the one and the, you know, older. Um but then when they said, you know, someone brought up the certification process and we've talked about this a couple of times, like, how did you get through certification? And they said, in terms of the certification process and the third parties, this is definitely on our side. I can only assume that they trusted that we were going to fix things upon release. And that obviously did not come together exactly as we had planned. So we told Xbox and PlayStation, don't worry. Day one patch going to take care of all this stuff. It did not. <laughs> so I don't know what do you guys think about that like literally them making a game for last gen selling a game for last gen apparently not testing it very much and then not patching it either <laughs> that seems kind of kind of lousy to me <laughs> yeah
2: it, it, and then on top of that you know uh, the, the thing where they've said oh yeah and we'll give you refunds sort of maybe uh uh-huh. till Christmas I mean it's it's yeah this whole thing feels pretty stinky.
0: The, uh, they were, they released a, 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 like a press release or whatever saying like, hey, if you have problems, you know, just reach out to Sony, reach out to Xbox, they'll take care of it for you. And then released another one today where they're like, hey, maybe don't reach out to Sony, maybe just email us and we'll let you know when it's something we can take care of. And I'm like,
1: that's not good. (laughs) Um... (sighs) And I, And one tweet, and I mean, you know, granted, this is one tweet said that they were on the phone for two hours trying to get the through customer service to talk to someone to get a refund. Oh, yeah,
0: i can I, I can imagine that from the PlayStation and Xbox side of things, it's terrible because I mean, this game has sold a eight lot. million copies, I believe, already. Um, like And that was pre, pre-purchased. pre So this isn't like, I mean, the, the other thing I'm going to say today is that, you know, they quoted as saying estimated licensing royalties received by the company. So when we license Cyberpunk T-shirts and Cyberpunk lunchboxes and whatever, uh, in association with pre-order sales of Cyberpunk 2077 across all of its digital distribution channels have exceeded the sum of both the game's development and marketing costs. So this game essentially broke even or made a profit day one. On the backs of, <laughs> I have to assume, a lot of last gen gamers, because there are. I mean, when you look at 8 million copies of something, that's not 8 million copies on Steam. Like, there are a lot of that went up to Steam. Like, there are a lot of people playing this on PC, but there aren't that many PlayStation 5s or Xbox Series Xs. There's a lot of PlayStation 4s and Xbox Series X or uh, 1X kind of series type games. So, I. I think it's really lousy that they they broke even selling this game to people that they knew it wouldn't work. Like they knew it wouldn't work and that's that's not great. So, I don't know.
2: Um that all being said, on a PC with a 3000 series graphics card, it is pretty Yeah. The ray tracing, the DLSS, it all works there. I've you know, honestly, I'm 10 hours in. I haven't seen that many bugs. They're there, but nothing you know, and also I got to tell you, the story is—I'm digging the story too. So it's—it's it's definitely a fun game, and it's just this whole thing is a huge bummer because there's an amazing game hidden behind all of this crap.
0: I just think it's a bummer that they didn't like. There's to me. Like, cause there's not an Xbox One X version or a PlayStation Five version of this game. Like, that doesn't exist right now. Um, essentially, you're playing a backwards compatible version of that game that just looks better because you've got more resources. the The next gen version it is not coming out until next year. I think it's a real bummer that they didn't stagger this release and put it out on the PlayStation December 10th and then, or I'm sorry, put it out on the PC December 10th and then push next gen and current gen system console systems back until next year when they could have you know gotten through the holidays let their people work at a normal pace and just get it done in March or April of next year they're still going to make a ton of money
1: like do you think it's smarter to stagger releases or just say like hey our bad we've got to push it all back cuz i think people would have been pissed if pc had gotten it and they're like hey we've got to we got to release the the console ones a little later I think you get bigger blowback from that than just saying, like, hey, we've got to push this back, all of it.
0: I think that if, they, if they'd if they made the decision to do that in December, that would have been a problem. Yeah. But if they'd made that decision, when they when they did their last pushback, it was like mm-hmm. a, a six-week delay in October. Yeah. If yeah. they'd said, hey, we're pushing PC back to... Uh PC is going back to December 10th and consoles are going back to April, I think it would have been fine. I uh, don't think so. Well or I or think. or a forgettable version of a mess, you know? Um people would have been happy when it came out in April. I just don't think it would have been it wouldn't have been good, but I think it would have been better than releasing a game that looks absolutely oh, horrible. Oh yeah, right I here.
1: think it would have been better, but I think that you I don't think you can stagger a release of the game yeah. this big. I think you'd have to push them. All back, all back. To yeah, April. maybe. Um, I just, I can't imagine like gamers, Cliff. Gamers, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just wonder, like
0: that. even from like a monetary standpoint, and from a uh, like what it does to your company standpoint. Like their their stock has already tanked. Oh yeah. Um or it already tanked a month ago because of some of the stuff they've done. And it tanked again with the release of cyberpunk, like a game that they launched profitable and it affected their stock negatively. I just wonder how, what I wonder, I guess maybe is, what their next game release is going to be like? Like, are people going to jump on that hype bagwagging, or will they have forgotten by the time it comes out? I guess it depends on how long it is. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Um. The only really good thing that I've seen come out of this, besides like Han said, like if you have the PC to play this, it's it looks pretty good. Um. The game's gorgeous. I hear the story's actually pretty decent. Um. the The good news is is we talked a little bit about like how their developers were getting paid. And originally, my, my guess is that it is still tied to 2020 revenue, like that was kind of the original deal is that uh, they were gonna get bonus on how much this game made in 2020. But like the good news is it sold 8 million copies. So it's, you know, presumably, I don't know what 8 million times $60 is, but it's a lot. Um, I guess half a billion dollars-ish. Um, like the, that'll that'll go quite a ways. Um, and But originally also apparently that was tied to the Metacritic ranking, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably the worst thing that the, the like video game companies do is tie bonus structures to Metacritic because Metacritic's like flawed in many, many ways um like infamously what was it uh Fallout New Vegas like had to get an 85 for its people to get uh bonus and it got an 84 and so their developers didn't get any bonuses um this was actually a 90 was the was the metacritic uh point and it actually does not have a 90 even on PC right now it's it's at an 89 so if they'd kept it tied to to metacritic it would not have paid out but they've decided to uh they've decided to not do it that way. The let's see uh, executives have said they've taken responsibility for the buggy release of the highly anticipated title cyberpunk 27, 2077 this week, and have made changes to make sure the team will receive their full bonuses, no matter how the game is reviewed. So, I mean, that's literally the least you could do. <laughs> so I guess, I don't know, Cyberpunk, we're going to talk a little bit more about it. Vinny's question is actually about Cyberpunk, so we'll stop here and we'll complain more about it in a little while. I think uh, we're going to talk about GOG later, too, in Troll Corner, so there's a whole lot of CD Projekt Red-related
2: things going on. Uh, but so not, I just, I, hold on, hold oh, on. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. yeah I just found something interesting. According to TechRadar, they actually sold... 4.72 million of those 8 million copies on PC. So about half, yeah. Yeah, so it's... So you have to think yeah. that the
0: other 4 million, million, were probably mostly last gen.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. So I, yeah, it was kind of back in a That sucks. Point that, yeah. <laughs> that really sucks. So, and then the other question I have is, are they going to No Man's Sky this? Or at some point, do they just walk away?
0: So there are multiple planned DLCs, I believe, for this. Um, if they want to sell any of those, I think they have to, um, I wonder though, I mean, let's, I'll be honest, looking at the last gen version of it, how much work would it be to get that functional? Like it looks bad. It looks really, really, really bad. Um, and last-gen games don't look bad. I mean, how many how many games have you played on a console that look stunningly gorgeous? Um, like, I mean, you've seen screenshots of like... Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man or Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some beautiful, beautiful games on that system, and it's so... It seems to me like it's a lot of effort. Um, I think what I worry about at this point in time is the poor developers who once again are going to get screwed by this because something tells me that their time frame is not going to be like, well, you know, we're going to let everyone take Christmas off and then we're going to come back in January with a really workable, <laughs> you know, plan to get these people only working eight hours a day for all of this. Like something tells me that that's not how. That those bugs will be fixed. So, I don't know. I know yeah. they have a roadmap. Um, do I think they will No Man's Sky it? No. Will it be functional at some point?
2: Hopefully. <laughs> so, I, you know, the the last thing I'll say about this, which I thought was pretty interesting, I read an article talking about how, you know, they made their own engine. Yeah. Right? If they'd used Unity or some Unreal or whatever... Yeah they wouldn't have had these problems, right? Yeah. Or they could have easily backed off of these problems. Yep.
0: Yeah, I always think it's interesting when companies... In a world where you can use an engine like Unreal to do this. And, I mean, like, the downside is you lose some of your revenue because you have to pay a percentage to Epic. Um, But I would guess that the... 12% 12 percent, or even if it's 30 percent that you lose would be cheaper than building your own engine um in, I agree. unless you hope to sell the engine um and this engine's not in sellable shape so i i think it's a i think it's an interesting decision to to build your own engine these days like it makes sense that ea has their own engine because they share it amongst a ton of different companies um although i don't know if it makes sense that like you know, Mass Effect and FIFA both run on the same engine, but I'm, you know, neither here nor there, I suppose. Um, But, yeah, it just seems... CD Projekt Red is a big developer, but they're only a big developer because they have like a bunch of money. They're not a big developer because they've made a ton of games, really. I mean, this is, what, the fourth game they've released? Fifth game they've released? I I don't think Gwent was actually made by them, even. So fourth game they've released? Seems like... There's some growing pains going on so uh ea play this is probably sad for for hans because he would have had access to ea play with his game pass ultimate subscription uh, it was supposed to be out december I want to say 10th, actually, maybe the 15th. It might have been actually the 15th. It uh, was supposed to come to Game Pass PC today. Uh, they announced yesterday that that is getting pa- uh, pushed back until 2021. They don't actually have a date yet. Um, my guess is, based on kind of what they said, that it's... it. Uh, they made a big deal about how it was a partnership between EA and Xbox and how, you know, they, they didn't want to push things too fast and, and so on and so forth. My guess is that it was just hard to get those two things to mesh together or harder than they thought it would. It's still coming, just not quite yet. So that's a bit of a bummer if you're paying for uh, Game Pass Ultimate. But, you know, it, it'll be here soon enough for you. And you play Cyberpunk 2077 on your pretty PC and then you can play... Madden eighteen in a month or two, it'll be fine. Yeah, I
2: can't think of an EA game I'm waiting for, so I'm
0: okay. There's some good stuff on there, but like you know, it's it's mostly games that are a year, year and a half old. So um, I guess you could play the new Star Wars game. It's on there.
2: Um, oh, I paid for that already. It's not so, good, yeah. so it's fine. Wait, what? Squadron? No, not
0: Squadron. Squadron's- Squadron Squadron oh. is good. It makes me so motion sick though. Like I'm having such a hard time getting through that game. No, do you remember what that game was called? Called the Star Wars. Um, no. I mean, this, that's how rememberable it was to me. Rememberable. Yeah, well, if
2: I don't even know about it, that's fine.
0: Star Wars. Maybe it's not, it may not be on the PC version of, of, uh, EA Access. I don't know. It's, whatever. Star Wars Jedi game. I didn't like it. Uh, which is a shame. It was made by the folks who made, uh, uh Titanfall, wasn't Titanfall. It? And it just wasn't good. Yeah, Relic, I want to say. Anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, so you remember how we talked, like, what, probably two weeks ago about, uh, take two interactive buying Codemasters the people that make all those racing games are like really they're only worth 750 million dollars that seems low and then Colby brought up a very good point like when was the last time you actually played a Codemasters game and that's fair but I mean that's not like F1 racing is not really the the games I get into so whatever um and we kind of thought that was a done deal and then EA came in last week and just like scooped him up um and and made a pretty big jump they they went from i swear it was like seven seven seventy seventy eighty somewhere in there million and instead they're paying 1.2 billion dollars to uh to scoop that up um the good news is is ea has screwed up pretty much every developer acquisition they've ever done so it'll be fine i'm sure i i don't see any I don't see anything bad coming out of this. So, uh, according to Codemasters, we feel this union would provide an exciting and prosperous future for Codemasters, allowing our teams to create, launch, and serve as bigger and better games to an extremely passionate audience. Uh, it comes from the chairman of Codemasters in a statement. I guess we'll see. Uh, Among Us. Uh, you've played Among Us with me, Hans. Uh, Colby has not played Among Us yet because he sucks. I suck. Yeah. Um, He's very good. But now for $5, I think I have to like give some props to the folks who make among us, like they could have launched the switch version of among us at probably $20 and like still sold a bunch of them and instead they kept the pricing the same as on steam for five bucks. You can go pick it up today. It's already out, it came out yesterday, I think, uh, on the switch and play it with uh, your friends on the PC and smartphone version of the game. So we should, we should do another among us night because it's very fun. You should pay the $5 call and uh, you can come be sus with us. It'll be fun. Uh, that game's really good. I, I, it won a couple of games at the game awards. Um, and it, it very much deserved them. I think that game probably should have been up for Game of the Year, to be honest. But it's okay. Uh, local local dudes too. Like I mean, not and by dudes I mean I think it's actually like a guy and three women. So you get the idea. From Seattle though, represent. Um, so. Hans actually taught me something the other day, and that is if you want to buy a 3060 video card or a 3070 video card or a 3080 video card, the best way to do it is to uh, register who who makes it, because I did it and then I forgot. EVGA. EVGA. I've actually owned video cards from them in the past. I don't know why I'm having such a hard time with it.
2: But yeah, they're also one of the the more highly rated NVIDIA guys, and they only make NVIDIA cards. They don't. They don't go into the Radeon space. Yeah,
0: it's good stuff. And uh their pricing is very competitive too. They're like they their cards are only maybe thirty dollars more than like the NVIDIA reference cards. Um just cool. But anyways, you can go to their website and uh if you're sick of dealing with the bots and the you know, sitting on pages and refreshing and all that crap, you can just go to their website and they will uh let you register essentially to be in a queue. I think we talked about this actually on the podcast like a month ago. Um And when they get one, you have like eight or 10 hours to respond and buy it and then you're good. So you don't have to worry about all that crap and whatever. Um, interestingly enough, like we've talked about the other side of that, the bots and the, you know, go- going online and, you know, hitting refresh on a bunch of things only to be beat out by people that are buying them and then reselling them on eBay or reselling them in other places. Uh, Six members of the Scottish national party in the UK have actually put forward a motion uh, to be considered in UK parliament to prohibit the resale of game consoles and PC components at prices greatly above MSRP and resale of goods purchased using automated bots to be, and they want it to actually to be illegal in England to do so, or I guess in the UK to do so. So like, yeah, exactly. You can't see Hans, but he just gave me a big thumbs up and, uh, I would love to see that happen everywhere because I think it's stupid. I would love to see that happen with concert tickets. I would like scalpers to me, like you're not an entrepreneur, you're a like some sort of parasite. So go away and let people buy things how they want to buy things. Like it's dumb to me that there is a, a secondary market for a video card that came out yesterday. Like that should not exist. Like I don't. There's, I can't, I don't know, do you guys, can you even think of what an upside of that would be besides, like, I don't know, gross capitalism? I, it's, it's gross. I also want to see if all those people are paying taxes on all of the, uh, the sales they made there. so here's, of course they're not. Here's a question for you. If you have to buy, like, so if you don't buy your PlayStation or your video card from an authorized retailer, do you still get the warranty?
1: Um, I don't know about that, but I do know that I bought what was it? Something off of Amazon and it broke and i like i'm like oh it's got a warranty and i contacted them and they're like oh yeah amazon is not an authorized like dealer mm-hmm. so we can't honor the warranty and i'm like well yeah it wasn't like a third party on amazon it was actually amazon and they're like amazon is not a thing <laughs> so we can't honor the warranty so i would not be shocked if- yeah
0: i was thinking about that this morning where i wonder if you know If you can't prove that you actually bought that from, well, I mean, even from the fact of, like, if you don't have the actual physical receipt, if you need to prove you bought it somewhere, can you? Um, Something to think about. Uh, I'm going to turn over the microphone to Hans because he knows more about these things that we're going to talk about than I do because they are um, his specialty, I would say. Hans, tell me about uh, Pinball for Old People.
2: So Stern is the, you know, there's... Well, there's a couple, three or four pinball manufacturers out there right now. Uh, Stern is the biggest. If you're playing pinball that looks fairly new, you're probably playing a Stern pinball machine. Um, they um, have this penchant, because they're run by old white guys, uh, to put out pinball machines that are themed after things old white guys would like. Um, recently, we got an Aerosmith pin a few years ago, which I uh, Come on now, who wants that? Um, And just last week, they announced a Led Zeppelin-themed pin. And I love Led Zeppelin, but I'm not sure I need a Led Zeppelin-themed pinball machine when there's uh, not only a bunch of other really cool things out there you could theme pinball machines out after, but some of the best pinball machines ever made have been original concepts, and there are still some really good designers out there and artists that could make awesome So but yeah.
1: Couple
0: thoughts. One is don't buy the Led Zeppelin one, buy the Primus one because it's way cooler. The Primus
2: one is very cool. Uh, although the Primus one, like the Led Zeppelin one, is um they're they're cranking these things out now by just re-theming an old pinball machine. So Primus was a Sea Witch, uh an old 80s game called Sea Witch. Uh, Or no, Beatles was Sea Witch, I forget what Primus was. But anyways. Same problem. So they're not actually paying a developer or a designer or anything like that. They're just paying for new art and slapping it on, and looking at the uh, Led Zeppelin playfield. Play field, this actually looks like their newer Star Wars playfield wow. with maybe one or two modifications. Well, that's a bummer? So, <laughs> All right. Yeah. So I mean, you're. It's just. It's the same game with different graphics and sound, no. and you get Led Zeppelin instead of something else, Star Wars. Yeah. Um, the so.
0: second thought is, is I want it to be entirely themed around Stairway to Heaven, so that means that the first, like, four minutes of that Pinball's music is just really slow. <laughs> like, it's it's just, like, rock ballad, and then, like, if you're good enough, maybe you get to the guitar solo, maybe. Um, yeah, so
2: that actually is not included on the game. They do not even have that as one of these songs, which is just... Uh, I wonder is, if it's
1: because they were still in legal... Legal um, battling over whether they yeah. owned that
0: song or not. I bet you are right. Is the Immigrant song in it? Because that might make yes. up for it. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm coming back and forth on this. Um, <laughs> I had another point. Oh, let, let's go back just a bit to what you're saying. I think that I have two things to say about Aerosmith. I would I really just like to generally read the room. Do you like Aerosmith as a band,
2: Hans? I have seen them in concert twice. Okay. Call? <laughs> Really. That doesn't. That does not uh, give a uh, whether I like them. Or I mean, I've means.
1: seen Steve Miller in concert, so you yeah. know, like I, that. I
0: will say I like Steve Miller more than I like Aerosmith.
1: I don't know. Um, uh, Dream on's a really good song. Dream on I'll is a pretty that. good
0: song. I like what it. What it. What it. Let's see. What it takes. What it. What, what it, it takes, takes is
1: everlast. Yeah.
0: And what it takes
1: what to like. let
0: you go. Loving th- an
1: Elevator has really, it's, you know, like, got some good guitar stuff. So. Yeah. I don't know. Richie Sambora, yeah. I mean, is it's from Bon, Jovi. bon is from Jovi. from Bon Jovi. Yes, <laughs> not Bon Jovi. It's um, Joe, Perry. Joe Perry. Joe Perry. Joe
2: Perry, yes, thank you. I've been, Jesus, That that's... Cut that out. That's terrible. Nope. Says We don't that. I don't edit this podcast, Hans.
0: Unless the unless it stops recording, I don't edit something. Um Do you think that um, Steve Perry looks like he's just a complete asshole though? Like every time I see a picture of Steve Perry, he looks like he's just sneering. I don't know. I I bought one Aerosmith album once when I was a teenager, and it, that's
2: it. And I Wait, think it was, you mean Steven Tyler.
0: Sagan. No, Steve no, no. Perry's I mean so. Joe Perry. Like Steven Tyler's oh, not much Joe better. Perry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I uh I bought the uh the like I don't know their mid '90s album, um, the one where all the videos were done with Alicia Silverstone and uh, Liv Tyler, His and, daughter, I, and yeah. I think I mostly bought those because I like those videos a lot. Um, I was like 16, and those were those were good videos.
1: I was I was gonna say Cliff, who's uh, who's um, Steve Miller's hot daughter. Hmm. That's why Aerosmith's better.
0: Valid. Val- yeah, I think I I honestly believe the best thing Steven Tyler has ever done is had her as a daughter um I, I really like her as an actress actually so uh i was curious like i don't really like aerosmith i was just curious um but They're revolution
2: okay. revolution mm-hmm. 19 is that what it's called x. Revolution, x. revolution x revolution x and so yeah aerosmith got a game of video game too so, so they yeah.
1: also have they have a guitar hero as well yeah that's yeah, true
0: they yeah do. i actually they think i owned that too. guitar yeah, hero I
1: mean, um not because i wanted it because i got a good deal with the guitar maybe they, there's like some weird thing where they made more money off of the guitar hero game than they ever made off of any of their albums that yeah, makes sense I guess <laughs> like it's I can't remember fine. what it, it's something like that or it sold more than any of their al- it, there's some really weird statistic where like that did really well for Aerosmith it makes
0: sense to me it really does um, Revolution X it, Colby and I actually beat that in the arcade one time no 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 I'm sorry uh, Cliff
1: Yeah, that, th- Colby <laughs> beat it in the arcade So Cliff ran out of quarters and had to go get more and some <laughs> random guy came and beat it for Cliff
0: that is actually true it was very upsetting I came back I'm like what the hell dude <laughs> Anyway. He put his
1: quarters down, Cliff. What are you going to do? When
0: you put the quarters on the yeah,
2: that's... he didn't that though. He weird. was and he
0: was like eleven. I don't know. I should just you were bigger here. of him. You could. I know. I should just picked him up and said like, <laughs> no, that game's not great. Uh, tell no, me no, about uh, <laughs> tell me about Zen Virtual Pinball Tables. Hans. Are they going to well, be so, great? Oh God. Um. So Arcade One. I was going to say, wait, it's know. Arcade One Up. So maybe.
2: Yeah. So I mean, I enjoy what Arcade One Up is doing. I their newer their newer games are very cool. I really enjoy their Marvel superheroes and their Marvel versus Capcom cabinets. Um, they're getting better and better quality. Um, they teamed up with Zen, who makes you know the great virtual pinball pinball FX pinball FX two and three. Um, they're putting out a Star Wars table with ten different tables on it. That's not upgradable, which annoys me. They were originally going to put Wi-Fi in this and let you download tables as DLC. They decided that was too expensive, even though their NBA Jam cabinet has Wi-Fi and lets you play multiplayer. Ah. Anywho, um, they announced a Marvel table as well with 10 tables, and then they're putting out like a classic table that has like Attack from Mars and all a bunch of, you know, Twilight Zone and all the classic pinballs. Um, they, have, they were supposed to... The Star Wars one was supposed to be out by Christmas. Sure. And... Now they're all delayed until next year sometime. Um, this ha- this has been getting less and less cool as they've announced more things about it. Originally, it was going to be a 24-inch play field you know, LCD screen um, running at 1080p, 60 frames per second, uh, which is great for pinball, right? You need that. Yeah. Um, however, then they said, oh, wait, we can't actually the, – the PC or the Android or whatever we're making run, the, run this – can't actually handle 1080p at 60 frames so we're going to drop that 24 inch monitor down to 720p and the screenshots unfortunately um while they said it was for performance it kind of looks pretty jankety for a five or six hundred dollar 599 msrp um table uh that that all being said you know um that led zeppelin msrp is up near six thousand, and that's just for the cheapo pro model so, getting ten classic tables for six hundred dollars and a twenty-four inch smaller kind of thing, and it actually will have a, a DMD kind of display. So, it it could be cool. The seven twenty p, I you know, I was going to be a buyer day one, just have them ship it to me. With the seven twenty p now, though, I kind of want to play one before I buy it.
0: I uh, I really wish that Arcade One Up existed in a world where they weren't trying to sell other stuff at Walmart. Like I Correct. wish I wish that they would add two or three hundred dollars onto the price of everything they did. And up the quality by two or three hundred dollars. Because I think I would be way more interested in seeing a like nine hundred dollar table that was just dope. And still probably cheaper than doing it yourself because they can buy all the pieces at, you know, discount and whatever. Um, Or their arcade games that were like just really quality and were selling for like six or seven hundred dollars instead of that, you know, three or four. Because I think what they're doing is so cool. But man, like the implementation has been just so hit or miss. I don't know
2: yeah so that's actually kind of interesting their um, their developers the guys that actually do the emulation you know so the all, on the arcade one up the arcade games they're all running main yeah, right yeah, yeah. we all know that yeah. they've been just dis- but they actually will go in and fix the emulation and their developers code things to make the emulation really good and solid which will be an interesting fact to think about in the next news item yeah um, yeah uh, but, yeah, so there there is good in it, and I see it, but, yeah, I totally agree. The The cabinets aren't as good as I'd like them yeah, to it's be. Yeah, just a bummer.
0: Uh, so uh, Atari VCS, um, which we've talked about a couple times probably on this podcast. We've probably talked about more on uh, 8-Bit Bytes. This is the Kickstarted started Kick-started
1: and Indiegogo. How's their hotel going? That's what I want to
0: know. <laughs> They're making. I heard recently about the hotel going up in Phoenix, so I think that's actually happening, which makes no sense to me. Anyway, this is like some sort of. I don't even know what to call it. It's a console, I guess. Um, It runs Linux,
2: I believe. It runs Ubuntu on an AMD hardware. Yes, Cole. It's in Phoenix, you say? I believe so. Yes, that's like like an eight-hour drive
1: for me. Could we? I don't know. Like somehow use money made from Bite Me to send Colby to the Atari hotel if it ever opens? If they open a Atari hotel, we're going to be doing a live broadcast in their
0: ballroom. <laughs> I will make that yeah. happen. It'll be like, we'll do extra life from a hotel room in the Atari. It'll be great. Um,
2: anyway, it's out, I guess. Um, it, it is shipping to, to backers. It is a blessed mess. Yeah, it, Um. I mean it, there's full of YouTube videos out there and of course on every YouTube video Atari's in their comments going but hold on now oh, um, but anyways um, so the keyboard some games can't be played or used with the joysticks the joysticks seem to be having problems whether they're bluetooth or regular there's just you know a slew of hardware errors but the thing that got me most was the Atari games that they're emulating on Atari hardware Atari hardware yeah, quote. quote. Quote, quote um, Is broken Oh, Jesus Like, Asteroids and Pitfall have You know, I mean If I launched Asteroid and MAME right now on my PC It would be almost perfect Yeah So whatever they've done With whatever emulator they're using To run code that they own Is broken now, and they've said, this is beta, and all you backers are part, let's see, as stated many times, we are laying the foundation right now and using the next couple of months as beta to work with you and other backers to refine and improve the experience in advance of the full retail launch. Now, that being said, people have been waiting for this for six-ish years, five oh, years? It's
0: been a long yeah. time. Yeah. I. There is and nothing better than being a Kickstarter and then treated as QA. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that is great unpaid QA. You know that's that's the real. Bonus oh yeah, for there. sure. I mean you have um, to pay to so be a QA. It's not unpaid. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that is the best grift. Uh, Hans and I were talking about grifters earlier, and maybe we, you know we were looking at some other options. Uh, Colby and I've talked about like turning you know like just becoming a grifter as well, and maybe maybe the way to do it is just like kickstarting bad hardware. I don't know. Um, I think that we should probably note that the Atari that is making Atari VCS is not in any way, the Atari that, like, Hans and I grew up with. Um, this
2: is not Nolan Bushnell's Atari.
0: No, like, they sold the name to, like, a, a consortium of private business equity people. Firm, probably, Yes, I think it is actually a private equity firm um, years ago. Um, I've actually heard that Atari actually only employs, like, six people. <laughs> like, it is literally just, like, a CEO and some marketing people, and that a lot of the rest of it's outsourced. I mean, like, the dude who made the the motherboard for this new thing was not an employee of atari he he was like a contractor and they didn't pay him um (laughs) i don't know all right should we talk uh should we talk game of the year now yeah sure all right do you have yours ready colby yeah do you want to go first no (laughs) okay so game of the year just to set it up for y'all uh the way we're going to do game of the year this year You know, normally we do like uh, your favorite PlayStation game, your famous favorite Xbox game, your favorite PC game and, you know, best game, whatever. You know, we did these categories and like we started talking about it. And I don't know if I've actually played a game that wasn't on the Xbox this year, like maybe a switch game or two and like a handful of PC games. But I haven't beaten a PC game this year. I don't know if I've put more than an hour or two into a PC game um i haven't beaten a switch game i've i haven't turned on my playstation this year um like i played maybe two hours of uh oh what's the horizon redhead horizon zero dawn yeah i played like two hours of that that's it um so our, kind of our traditional game of the year format will not necessarily work this year so what we're going to do instead is we're going to choose uh our favorite game of the year just one um And talk about it a little more in depth, maybe than than we normally do. So you added
1: that just one for me, didn't you? Yeah, just one.
0: (laughs) If you want to talk about, if you want to have a multitude, you can call. You can have a game of the year and a bunch of runner ups. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. So, do you you want me to go first? Yes. Do you want to ask me the questions? Oh, or do I have to read them myself and answer them? Uh. Hey, what is your game of the year? What is your game of the year? I knew this was a mistake. My game of the year is uh, Knights and Bikes, which counts because the Xbox version of it came out this year, even though I think the Steam version of it came out last year.
1: And uh, what systems is that available on? I hate you people.
0: It's available everywhere you play video games. It's on the PC, uh, it's on the Xbox, the
1: PlayStation, and the Switch. It costs twenty dollars. Oh, okay. I was just gonna ask how much it costs. Um, <laughs> would you would you do me the pleasure of describing the game? Absolutely. I hate you so much. Hans what, is the What
0: cracking type of game is it? It is, um I mean this is weird because Colby actually was the one that played it before I did. Mm-hmm. Uh It is, I would say it is a, like, adventure puzzle game. You are, you can play it co-op, and if you're not, but if you're not playing it co-op, you play it with a uh, AI-controlled character, and you are a, actually, you played it single-player. You can switch between the two characters, right, Colin? You can. Okay. So, it starts out with a girl uh, who has kind of uh, stowed away aboard a ship and ends up on an island off the coast of England. This is set in, like, 19... 80s, yeah, small island in England, and she goes and hides in a caravan, which for those of the United States is actually like a. Uh, I was going to say Margaret Thatcher isn't in hell yet, so she is not in hell yet. No, uh, but she is in real life, and uh, she finds out that that someone actually lives in that caravan. It's a, it's another girl who I would say is a couple of years younger than than her. Um,
1: See, I got the f- the fact that, or I got the feeling that they were both about the same age.
0: About the same age. So, I and to me, it was like like uh like maybe like thirteen and eleven. You know. See, um, to me,
1: it felt like you know two 11 year olds, but maybe one of them was more um like mature. A more mature. Yeah. Sure, that's fair.
0: Um, she lives with her dad. Uh, and he owns the trailer park and also a uh, I want to say a miniature golf course, but I think you, I think it was. No, because you used a Frisbee, but it was a miniature golf course. Yeah. Um, on this island, and her mom had died in the past. Yes, Colby? No, nothing. Oh, okay, you're going to say something. And uh, you spend the rest of the game just trying to, like... You, you find out that your dad's kind of, like, in debt to some people. He doesn't have enough money. And so you're actually trying to find a treasure that your mom told you about when you were a kid. And you don't really know if it's a real treasure. You don't really know... Um, in. The, the story goes, the legend goes that some pirates, or uh, some uh, like warriors, like English uh, army folk, uh, but kind of more mercenary maybe, like got a treasure and then hid it on the island somewhere. And so you are uh, kind of retracing your mom's footsteps to try and find this. And you, you get on all sorts of crazy adventures. You end up at the miniature golf course. You go through this really weird carnival. Um, you fight. I mean, you fight a uh, a giant uh, like construction equipment, like a digger thing. Um, it's really you. You go through a uh, a junkyard. It's it's really it's a good game to play with someone else. I think that the co-op aspect of it was really. Uh, unique and fun. It's got a really low barrier entry. I played it with my wife and so if my wife can be good at that game, you know there's a relatively low barrier to entry because she does not game very much. Um, And I thought the plot, especially the ending was kind of heartwarming and it wrapped up a a little bit... um, you know what actually it kind of reminds me of um, like not in any real way but like uh, American Psycho one of the, the real questions of American Psycho is well okay so stick with me Cole one of the questions with American Psycho
1: is is he crazy or not right are you um, gonna just spoil the ending of this game maybe we should say like I mean you've probably if, if you're if you can intuit at all you can just figure out what Cliff's talking about but I don't know skip ahead a minute what I was gonna say is is you you don't really know if
0: if what happened actually happened or not. Um, you don't know like the the outcome of like you know the treasure. You don't really know a lot of things. so it's it's good. it's it's a really enjoyable game that I and I think I thought it was the perfect length too. Um, I, I never felt like, oh my gosh, is this game almost done? I never really ran into too any puzzles that were like, oh my gosh, I can't figure this out. Um, with the exception of maybe like one or two that Colby helped me through a little bit. Um, it was really well paced, really enjoyable, cute art style. It's a double fine game and it's
1: free on game pass. So So that, uh, I want you to close your eyes and really think ah, Jesus, what was your favorite thing about this game?
0: I uh, I actually really like the co op part of it. I don't think there are enough co op games where you both. I, I like the co op nature, but I also like the goose a lot. You have a a your your dad also owns a goose farm. Um, and you have a, a goose that follows you around through the entire game that you have to um, kind of constantly pet and reassure that everything's okay. Like you find bugs and you have to feed it and you literally have to go over and like kind of like snuggle it and, and pet its head to make it happy again. Um, I like the goose a lot. And I think that's actually what kept my wife interested in the game. She's only inter- interested in goose-related games now. So Captain it was, it Honkers. Was Captain Honkers was his name. It's Knights and Bikes and uh, Untitled Goose Game.
1: So Now... What is something that makes it unique? Uh, The art style? Like, I
0: don't know if I've ever seen another game that looks like this did. Um, It's got really... I don't think there's a straight line in that entire game. Um, And I'm not... Like, a lot of video games I can look at and say I understand how they understand how they make it like I understand how 3d modeling works I understand how 2d games work I understand how 2 2d games with like parallax scrolling work like I understand how all those things work I don't understand at all how they made this game look both 2d and 3d at the same time um, I don't I, I there's no part of me that understands how it works but it works really really well and it's incredibly unique um, it's probably one of the most like unique graphically games I've ever played um and I just spent the entire time going like this is really cool. So
1: And what did you hate most about the game, Cliff? Um probably
0: there were a lot of like part of the game is getting a bike um like that's why it's called knights and bikes because you're going on a, a quest to find where knights hid some treasure and you do that on bikes and i think the idea of it is like bikes are supposed to represent kind of that like i mean i think probably all three of us grew up in that time where like a bike really represented like freedom it let you go wherever you wanted it let you ride your bike to your friend's house it let you you know ride the, your bike to the store i don't know if that's like i don't know my kid doesn't know how to ride a bike he's 13. Um, so I don't know if that's still a thing or not anymore, but I don't see like kids out riding bikes like we used to ride bikes when we were a kid. Um, that, that was like a very '80s thing to me. That's what and you I thought hate the most about this game. No, I thought the bikes handled terribly. I thought they were really hard to to actually control. Um, until you figured out that like kind of the the way they work is it, the kind of the direction you're pushing. I don't know, there was just something that felt awkward about using a controller to control a bike. I, I would often find myself, like, going the wrong direction or doing weird turns. Um, I thought that handled really well. But, like, Brooke was able to do it really intuitively, so it might have just been me. It was know. you. Yeah, that's fine.
1: Um, why is this your game of the year,
0: Cliff? It was better than all the other games I played. Um, no, I I think that it... I thought it mixed together story and like length, like pacing, um, and like fun and unique puzzles that I hadn't really seen in other, in other ways. It had, it was really well written. The writing was funny. Um, but without being stupid, it felt like it was written. Like it, it really did put you in like 1980s England. Um, they didn't shy away from calling things, things that American audiences might not understand. Um, and I thought just like as a total package it was really enjoyable it was was a game that it's very rare for me to play a game now where I don't go like this part's stupid or this part's boring or I wish I could just be done with this part or I wish this game ended here instead of having another 20 hours to go and I never felt that way during Nights and Bikes so my recommendation check it out also I hate you Colby I hate you so much
1: check it out seal of approval
0: who wants to go next I think Hans
1: can go. I'm, I'm okay.
0: still... Uh, I will not let you... You don't get to do this anymore. Why Hans, not? tell me what your favorite game... Because you're terrible. Hans, tell me what your <laughs> game of the year is.
2: Um, It's going to be weird. Uh, it's Star Wars Squadrons for me, I think. It's a very um, good game. I have been waiting for, what... I'm 44. I probably played this when I was 14 or 15. The original TIE Fighter yeah. games, the X-Wing games, those were huge for me um, and very good. And this is a very good updated version of those games, right? I get to fly an X-Wing, I get to fly a B-Wing, I get to fly a TIE Fighter. Um, it's amazing, the graphics are great, the controls are great. I can actually use my Hotaz.
0: I was just gonna ask, did you set up that?
2: Uh, have you tried oh, it in yeah. VR yet? I have not tried it in VR, but the Hotaz is right,
0: see? Oh, that's very fancy. That's one of those things that I've never quite hold the trigger on it seems uh <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah all right what uh where can you buy uh squadrons
2: it's available everywhere and it actually i just saw on someone's having a sale for it like 16 bucks i mean the game only 40 bucks to begin with yeah. when it came out now it's down to like less than 20 um it is getting a little bit of hate and you know Meh. They just released a free update where you get uh, B-wing and the Tie Fighter Defender too. So you actually have shields in your Tie Fighter. Yeah, I think it's really cool.
0: Um, so it was forty bucks. I bought it for twenty four. It's been on sale quite a lot recently, so you can pick it up for for a little bit less. Um, tell me, uh, uh, tell me about the game, like. Uh, what kind of game is it what uh what's kind of the general plot of it because i thought the, the story was actually like shockingly good at least what i've played of it so far so it's written by walt williams and uh i think the dude who wrote uh star wars battlefront single player i don't remember his name the guy that wrote um oh it's walt williams and walt williams is that guy um ah, the other dude used to work for ign doesn't matter good story go dylan or no hey, yeah. hans
2: uh so uh i mean it the the prologue dumps you in as you know if you're a rebel you're you're defending alderanian refuge refugees (laughs) refugees Um, which is pretty great or if you're you know the empire you're trying to destroy the alderan transports you know carrying refugees from the planet they just destroyed um and then after that it takes place after jedi where you know the empire is broken but trying to pull itself together um which we get to see more of in the Mando. But, anyways, um, it it's a Star Wars space flight sim. I mean, it, you're flying an X-wing. How it's the coolest thing ever. That's it's what I've always wanted to do.
0: I thought it was a pretty good mix of like arcadey
2: and like. Oh, it it is certainly not Elite Dangerous. No, but like <laughs> with the the physics,
0: there's enough um, like things you have to do to make it feel like you're not just playing like Afterburner, though. You know.
2: Oh, for sure. Yeah. You you know, it's, it's just like the original games where you have to balance your laser power versus your shield power versus your engines. Things get funky. I mean, the hotel stuff works great. It's, uh, yeah, it's the gameplay is fun. It is definitely not elite. If you want it like real space physics flight, you want to play elite, but sure.
0: What, uh, uh, what's your favorite part about it?
2: I think I've said that. I get to fly an x I mean, come on.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll is, admit, I really like flying the A-Wings. Like I thought they were really fun.
2: <laughs> uh, they're too fast for me. I need a slower ship. That, fair. You know, fair. Uh, what do you think is unique about it? That's you know it's not that unique right? Other than the fact that we haven't had a Star Wars flight sim in twenty some odd years right? I mean
0: yeah. I would argue
2: that actually probably thirty that years. it
0: existing is unique. Like there are not many games like that. Even on the PC there are not many games like that. There used to be a ton when we were younger, and there just aren't that many anymore. So especially like AAA yeah. ones. Uh, what did you hate most about the game?
2: What do I hate? Uh, actually, <laughs> very little. Uh, the multiplayer is. Uh, the matching is difficult, right? So I'll I'll drop into a multiplayer game and either win easily or just be slaughtered. There's no middle ground, yeah. so it doesn't feel like there's a, um, a good matching system yet, which I assume they'll work on because they are doing a bunch of free updates and stuff. Sure. It balances. Um, but I think right now that's just, that's the hard part. That's the difficult part is that I just don't feel like, you know, I'm playing at my level, which is low anyways, but you know, um, I, uh, I would like to be challenged I will tell or you not that, slaughtered. Yeah.
0: Challenged, but not that challenged. I think that's, I think Correct. finding that sweet spot is like, I don't mind losing, but I hate losing bad, you know? Uh, I think actually my least favorite part about the game, and it's only because I had to replay it so many times because it crashed a bunch on me, is that the animation, like there's interstitials in between your, uh. In between your flights where you like kind of learn about your mission and you talk to the story is built out by your mission briefings and talking to like your teammates. Um, and because I had to replay the same thing so many times I realized very quickly that they all have the same anime like each character has a one animation that just loops. And so like watching some guy like bring his hands forward and kind of cross his arms and then put his hands down by his side and then put them behind his back. Then bring him to his side again and then crossing his arms. I'm like, this, this is, this is rough. <laughs> this is very rough, but I get it. Like, it, it was a, it's an interesting game. I would like to see more games like Squadrons that are essentially like budget AAA games. Like, they do one thing and they do one thing really well, and they're 40 bucks. So tell me, why is it your game of the year? What made it better than every other, what made it better than Tarkov? Is it because it didn't punch you in the junk every time you picked it up, Hans?
2: Actually, I, uh, I put that somewhere. That's exactly... I, oh, I... I, I <laughs> in my uh, chat with uh, Fancy Lad and Mad Dog, the guys I play Tarkov with, I was like, I can't list Tarkov because it's exactly that. It's a punch <laughs> in the junk as much as I enjoy it every single time. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's just... This was the game that I've waited for for 30 years. So, sure. you know,
0: hey. What was your... What was your... Uh, what, was your uh, what do I want to say? Uh, what do they call things that don't win, but uh,
2: are like, runners-up. Um,
0: what was your runner-up I mean, We talked about it today, uh, but it didn't come pray. out in 2020. Yeah.
2: So. Yeah. Um, see, I I did not say Prey, but I played Prey this year. And if you haven't played Prey, please play Prey right now. That game is incredible. Free
0: on Game Pass. Give it a go. All it's right, Colby. Free on Game Pass anymore. Oh, isn't it? Oh. It's a bummer. The good news is, Hans, I own a copy of it, so I can still play it.
1: It's so. also like, I, I've seen it for as it's low cheap. as like $7, I think. So Yeah, a 100% one of those games you can
0: pick up used at at uh, GameStop for 5 Absolutely. Yeah. Colby, tell me what your game of the year is.
1: I don't know. I have a bunch of them. So Colby played, do-
0: what did you say, 65 games this year?
1: Uh, let me see. Because uh, I keep it. I keep a list. Coley beat sixty five games this year. He probably yeah, played I more than sixty five. Yeah. I played way more than sixty five. I beat let's see, with Far Cry three it was sixty two. Dang, that's so. a lot of video games. And yeah.
0: the year's not over. He's got two weeks. He got two. Still... weeks,
1: But I've got cross code and snow runner. Can you going. beat
0: another seven?
1: No. Damn. I mean, unless I'm gonna like just play a bunch of really short games and not play cross code or snowrunner. Hmm. So
0: Alright. No, think about your options. Game of the year, Cole. Um, I'm gonna go with a weird one. Uh I'm gonna go with Hypnospace Outlaw. Oh man, that game was so interesting. Yeah. That is is absolutely I did not beat that, but it is the most unique game I played this year. Absolutely. And that's kinda
1: like I kinda looked through my games and I came up with like a bunch of runner ups, but like Hypnospace Outlaw was probably the one that like intrigued me the most. Yeah. Um so I first of all, what where can you get it? What systems on on, how much does it cost? It's on Game of Pass, them. so it's free.
0: Yeah. Um I I believe you're right. I'm not sure about yeah. PlayStation. Yeah, it it's is on the it's
1: Switch though. PS4 and Switch, I think. I don't know. Yeah. Um, how much so does it I, cost? I don't know. Money. Yeah, it's uh,
0: it. it's it's free on Game Pass. Let's
1: see. Less it, than sixty, more than five. It is
0: on Steam. It has a ten out of ten on Steam. Like that's that's one thing to think about. Uh, if Steam would load, I would tell you how much it costs, but it's not going to. Neither of those things are going to load. I think it's uh, like 20 fifteen bucks. to twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's twenty. So, yeah. um, I, I know that the hardest thing I can probably ask you to do is describe this game to me. But <laughs> you're a t- moderator try? on a forum.
1: That's, I mean, like literally, that's what it is. You are a moderator on like a virtual forum. MySpace. Yeah, but, like no, not MySpace. Angel My... Fire. Yes. Like kind of like an Angel Fire esque like thing where everyone has their own page, uh, so I guess like kind of MySpace. I mean, it's like, probably actually closer to like if MySpace
0: or Angel Fire was inside AOL.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, it uh, very much if you were using the internet in. 93 9 no 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 it was way later than that i would say like 98 um it very much had that kind of forum feel um to it see and the reason i say 93 is because by like 95 96
0: i had internet access and that meant oh, i could yeah. just go on the the wide internet and this to me felt very much like it was trying to
1: keep you like you were using a i mean cliff i want to point out in like 96 they still i think had like AOL keywords
0: yeah, I suppose that's true. Anyway, midnight. I'm gonna we'll
1: say, say that your internet and my internet, um, like, uh, life is not the same as average. Other people's. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, that's I had fair. the high speed internet in '97. Yeah, that's fair. So, all right. So, moderator on weird chat yeah. or weird. Yeah, thing. and so so they, you know, say, like, hey, you need, you know, like, we're, we're getting reports that there's, like, a copyright infringement, and we need you to go find all of the, like, um, usages of this, like, not image, but, like, this character. And so you have to, that's kind of the hint that they give you. It doesn't tell you where. It doesn't tell you how to find this. You have to go and kind of search it out. And so you'd find, like, you know, certain uh like oh hey this person has a page about it and so of course they're going to be using that and you can use like kind of an internal search to perhaps find it and and so you're just trying to find violations of essentially their tos and um i don't know like i cause I, I don't remember where it gets to it but like vaguely spoiler e i guess is that uh it appears to be like a virtual like a literal virtual thing where you plug in and go and do it and they push a video game live that ends up killing i think 8 people um oh, no. and destroying the service um and so a part of it takes place like 10 years later when they're doing like a like hey we're we're trying to bring back like the retro page of this <laughs> um and you're the uh you're, they're like, oh, wow, we've got like an actual person who was a moderator on this and that's you. And then you have to, you're basically trying to recreate that. So you have to go find like pages and like archive them for them. Um, Interesting. So you have to like do like, kind of like look through that and go like, oh, you know, like there's certain ways that you can find like hidden pages. Um, and you have to like go and find that. But also someone hits you up and like, hey, like, I don't think that was an accident. And you're trying to solve essentially how this thing that ended up killing eight people happened. Oh, interesting! Um, it's yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing. Um, what's the general plot? I think yeah, that's about it. That's about My, it. Yeah, yeah. Favorite thing about this game? I like. I've never played a game like this. Um, I have played a lot of really weird game this year. I spent 102 hours hunting um, virtually. I played a game in which you drive around in mud slowly. And now I'm playing a game where you drive around in snow slowly. Um, and I did not get any weird looks from my wife when I was playing any of those games. And I got Hypnospace Outlaw. She's like, what are you playing? I'm like, oh, you're yeah. a moderator of a, a, an imaginary forum. She's like. And this is fun? I'm like, oh yeah, very much so. There's like a mystery involved. She's like, okay, okay then. Um, I, I don't think I've ever played a game like it.
0: So. I think too, like the other side of that is that not only have you never played another game like it, but a game like that, For all intents and purposes, should not exist on a console. Like it, it should be a Steam game, and you'd go like, "Oh, no, actually, I'm not even." It should not be a Steam game. It should be like a a web-based
1: game. It
0: was, (laughs) yeah, yeah. It started
1: out as an itch.io game, and that's what I would expect: is that Uh it would be some
0: weird game that, like, maybe it got big, but it never got off itch. Like that's what I would expect. Like the fact that it was released on a console day one on Game Pass (laughs) makes Uh literally no sense, except when you know. Like, the people who made it. Like, the folks who made it are all kind of big developers in that kind of weird indie space. So, super strange. What makes Uh, it
1: unique is all of it. (laughs) Like, if I described that and you're like, oh, well, what makes that unique? Like, I don't know. (laughs) You need to have your head checked because... Yeah, everything. Uh, What did you hate most about it? (sighs) I mean, I don't, I didn't really dislike anything. Some of the puzzles were a little obtuse, but I'm never yeah. sure if that's just me and the way my stupid brain works or if that's just, like, how the game is. Um, but it was never, like, frustrating. It was never, like, uh, I hate this because of, you know, like, I can't figure out... None of the puzzles were... I mean, most of them weren't even really necessary. It was a lot yeah. of, like, you know, you can skip this if you want. There's some main ones, but those were never hard. It was more, like, kind of side quests that you kind of do on your own um but pretty much nothing yeah my only real complaint about it was length like and that's probably why it wasn't very it. long i thought it was like
0: 15 or 20 hours no i don't think so oh, really oh, maybe i, I should say, go back and finish it then
1: i want to say uh it was like let's see i may be wrong on this but i thought it was like six If it's hmm. six. Nah, ten to twelve.
0: So I it's thought like, it was I thought it was about twice that, so that's not terrible. Yeah, it, I should I, go I, I, I should go finish it.
1: Yeah, it was probably I would, I now that I think about it, yeah, maybe ten hours. Yeah. But it so. was well worth it. Because like yeah. I said, it does break it up into really like the first little bit you are just like a moderator, and that's fun, but the the second half is very interesting.
0: I should definitely try that again. It was it was a cool game, so yeah. definitely there. All right, well, I think that's uh, game of the year. Do you have any <laughs> other uh, <laughs> games you'd like to shout out, Colin? Yes, of cool, course go.
1: I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, so West of Dead that was I, I was trying to decide between West and De- West of Dead and Hypnospace Outlaw, and I had a lot of fun with both of them, and I mostly just chose Hypnospace because there's no game like it. West of Dead is you know it's a very interesting. Roguelike, um, which I don't like. Roguelikes, and I probably put forty-five hours into this one, if not more. Um, really good game. Um, I
0: wish more than anything that West of Dead had like easy mode because I yep. love the game. I love the look of it. I love the style of it, and it's just too hard. Like 100%. I'm not willing to put in the time.
1: Yeah. Um, that's one thing, I just uh, really go back to CrossCode. CrossCode has amazing accessibility options. I mean, not yep. like a ton, but like, hey, do you want to make it so the enemies do 20% you know, damage to you? And I'm like, yes, I do, because this boss is pissing me off. Um, yep. A ton of things like that. Like, do you want to make it so the the bad guys don't attack you as much? Like, Or when they attack you, they don't hit you as much? I'm like, yes, I do. Um, puzzles in that game you can set it like a length like do you want it at full speed or do you want to bump it down to like 20% so they or 50% so that you know you have longer to hit switches and stuff all games should have that yeah Um, Journey to the Savage Planet I know that you didn't particularly like it but I think it's because you played it co-op co-op that no, I, game was I thought that not game was great, great. Um, and I, I think the problem is is we played it co-op and I'd already beaten it yeah, so I knew I everything um that game was. I had a fun time playing that. Um, yeah, no, I like that game. It was. It was good. Island Saver. I mean, <laughs> I It'll hundred be free sponsored by a bank video game. I, yep, I hundred percented both it and its DLC. So, so weird. I mean, like it was fun. I had a really good time playing it. Um, zero 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 zero, which was a. I, I believe Hans corrected me last time. It's a one bit game. Cause it's in black and white. Yep. Uh, really fun. Like, uh, what are those, what are the meat boy things called? Uh, splatformer. Yeah. Um, except that it's not aggravating because there's 60 levels. You die. It instantly just takes you to a new level. And once you beat that, it takes it off the list. And so you're just going down until you, you can whittle away all the levels. Um, and it's instant. It's not like a loading screen or anything. It just literally takes you... You die, it takes you to the next level instantly. That's awesome. Um, really fun game. And then Cardo, because Cardo was uh, a very interesting little puzzle game um, that I enjoyed. Uh, game Pass game. Game Pass game, and it's like, I don't know, six hours long, and just kind of chill. There's no bad guys. There's no nothing. You Well, actually, there might be bad guys. I can't remember. I don't think there is, though. Um just real fun puzzle game I'm probably going to play that one over the break um, I would that, I would suggest it yeah, It's it really
0: really, really fun um, while we're throwing Honorable Mentions, that was the, that was not runners up, Honorable Mentions. I was going to give uh I Can Fall. Like th- That almost was my game of the year. Like, the only reason I Can Fall was not my game of the year is because I thought it was a little bit long. Um It was one of those games that you, like, look it up and it's like, it's 15 to 20 hours. And it took me, like, 22. And I'm like, how could mm-hmm. you have beaten this game in 15? Like, I don't, I didn't do any of the side quests. There were barely any side quests. Like, I don't know how you could have made this game. I was playing it on easy, Um, So I don't know how it could have been any shorter, but it could have been five hours shorter. And honestly, you could have probably taken that five hours out just by making, like, all the bosses not have 35 forms that you had to beat them through. Um, Like, the boss battles were ridiculous. The last boss, I think, literally took me an hour and a half to beat, which is just dumb. That is Um, dumb. But besides that, the story was great. It was probably the most inclusive game I've ever played. Um, it, like, it, it was one of those games that, you like, you you play as, like, a straight cis guy and go, like, super weird that this game is, like, literally a bunch of, like, LGBTQ characters all, like, hanging out together. And I'm, like, I bet you if you are a LGBTQ person, like, all you do is hang out with other ones. So, you know, like, it's probably actually real life, just not for me. Yeah. Um, but it was cool to play a game with, like, uh, non-binary characters. It was cool to play a game with folks whose pronouns were not he, him, she, her, they, or them. They used the ones – I wish I could I, – I'm a terrible person, but I don't remember what they are. The ones that start with, like, X. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really neat to play a video game, a mainstream video game, a game that launched on Game Pass day and date, that had that kind of inclusivity. But the same, like you were saying about Crosscode, it also had the most amazing set of accessibility options in the entire world where I could tailor that game to the exact level of difficulty i wanted to play it in and if you wanted that game to be hard you absolutely could if you wanted that game to not be hard you absolutely could and i loved that i will never understand
1: people who push back on accessibility options right like like i played the first 15 hours of cross code like on the you know normal settings it wasn't until i hit a boss that i just could not beat that i'm like why am I doing this over and over when I can just literally bump this down, beat him and move on to play more of the game? Yeah, Um, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, I think I was also shout out Hades, which is a game I have not beat yet, but I absolutely like, I wish that game was on the Xbox because if it was on the Xbox, I would own it right now and I probably Mm would have beaten it already. Is it coming out? I I think so. I'm sure it will. Um, the only reason I haven't beat it yet is because it's on the, the PC and I just don't play PC games nearly as much. Um, but the game is incredible. It's gorgeous graphically. Um, the gameplay is amazing. I don't like roguelikes at all, really. Um, and it is because the story is an, an like integral part of the roguelike structure. It's really cool. Cause when you die, that just means you get more story. Um, it's really good. I liked Hades a, a whole lot. And again, like, man, that is a, a company I was reading about them the other day. They kind of made a big deal about it when, um, it came out like with all the crappy stuff that, um, CD project red has been doing regarding crunch. Um, the company that makes Hades uh super games are the same folks that made transistor and pyro and bastion. Um, they're like a 20 person team. They do not crunch at all. Um, they force their employees to take three weeks of vacation a year. like you have to take that much vacation there's there's no options. They're really big on like people not working more than they need to. like if you if you know if, if you want to do something sure, but there's that is a, a studio that has almost no crunch and they produce amazing games. um like Hades is an incredible game. Um, and so like you can do it without crunch. you just have to it's all about management. it's all about priority. It's all about, um, not hitting a quarter, you know? So I think Supergiant should get some shouts out for making a great game, but also making a great game that didn't destroy 20 people's lives, um, which is good.
1: All right, uh, those are games I, of the year. Oh, he's got also, one more. I'll, 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 I'll also add SnowRunner. I haven't beaten it because, again, it's like 102 hours long, but I've put probably 15 to 20 hours into it, and it is super solid and fun and... It is going to be no one's except, like, one dude's game of the year who's really into SnowRunner.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I think overall, like, I think the thing I will say is I think that this year, probably probably 2019, but really 2020, was the year where I realized that I could never buy another AAA game and just be fine. Like, there are I, so many, like, I look at Game Pass and every, like, every two weeks they drop another two three four five fifteen games on a game pass i'm like cool i don't need to buy a triple a game because i'm perfectly happy to play weird little indie games that are lots of fun and are only 10 hours long instead of anything else so that, that was a big guy for me
1: i don't think i've played a triple a game this year i've even if we're going back to like games that aren't from this year i'm not sure i have played a triple a game yeah i played. I Demon mean i guess Hearts. bar cry
0: I played kingdom hearts three and I played final fantasy 15. And my thought about both of those is that they were interesting spectacles that were absolutely too long. Um, and I'm, I mean, I paid $60 for kingdom hearts, so I guess whatever, But uh, I played both of those on Game Pass. Really, honestly, once they came to Game Pass. So, but I played some cool games this year that that you know didn't come out this year. Like Minute was great. Like everyone should play Minute. Minute. Um, Pikuniku was great. Everyone should play that. Um, Sea of Solitude is actually just got a a Switch release date. Um, at the Game Awards, and that game was great. I I really like that. Sea
1: of Solitude on
0: Game Pass. It is on Game Pass. Um. You know, I played. I just played some cool stuff. And Colby has a list. We should you should publish that list somewhere, Cole, So everyone can look at it. Because there's some good stuff out there. Some really good stuff
1: out there. I played. Right. Uh, uh, shoot, what was like Sword Art Online, The
2: Fatal oh, Bullet. I love that game.
0: That yeah, was cool. It's weird. Uh, let's answer some questions because I, we've Woo! been podcasting for like nine hours. Like I think Hans has to go to sleep in like twenty minutes. Um, Vinny asks. Uh, This is more CD Projekt Red, Cyberpunk stuff. Do you think the criticism and or hate CD Projekt Red is getting specifically for Cyberpunk 2077 is warranted? Criticism and hate are two separate things, of course. I think it's important to touch on those individually. I feel like CD... Uh, i'm sorry cyberpunk 2077 as a game is getting crapped on for its version of uh on almost eight year old hardware however it seems to be that the game itself is actually really good maybe even great should the overall game be devalued because one version is worse than another this doesn't happen when comparing doom eternal on pc and switch why is it happening here do you think they lied to fans or were they covering themselves by showcasing footage marked captured on PC my bad for the rant it's all just very fascinating to me as someone who has experienced terrible ports to PC before it's never this big of a deal when it happens all anecdotal for sure but I think it's interesting conversation to be had um, I would say first of all uh, like criticism is always valid hate is never valid like if you are
1: I hate Nazis is that valid
0: Uh yeah except for Nazis always punch Nazis that's fine yeah um, hate towards game developers, hate towards community managers, hate towards anyone who's stupid. And I mean, where were, what was the quote I sent you the other day, Cole, where the guy was like, you know, cyberpunk came out and it's not really good. I just like don't know what to do with my I've life I've spent anymore. all week crying. <laughs> yeah. Like, man, if you feel that strongly about a video game, like go outside. Um, like I'm a big advocate of inside, but like if you like have been crying all week because like cyberpunk's not good, like, Go outside and probably while you're out there, walk to a shrink because y'all need help. Um, Do I think that CD Projekt Red deserves criticism for launching a? (laughs) You guys can't see it, but Colby and uh, Hans are both nodding in unison um, for releasing a game on eight-year-old hardware. Yes, Um, I don't think it matters how old the hardware is if you're releasing a game on it. um, It It should should be good. Yeah. And if it's not, that's on you. And it sounds to be honest, like if I'd read this before I'd read the quotes where they were just like, I don't know, I guess we just didn't really look at it. I might have answered that slightly different. But to me, nah. yeah, to me, it sounds they, they knew. knew. They, they
2: knew. absolutely knew. Yeah. They released a Come game on. and s- they didn't release the they wouldn't give you consoles couldn't get. a review. Yeah, there was no
0: review copy of this game made yeah. until it launched. Um, To me, they sold 4 million people probably a i mean even if you figure 2 million so if if 4 million went to PCs and 4 million went to consoles even if you assume 2 million of those copies went to old gen last gen people they very purposely screwed over those people and i think that is like there's a difference between to me there's a difference between a bad port and a intentionally uh intentionally making a game that you know is not good
2: and still trying to sell it to people for $60. Like, that that's the difference. Yeah, this wasn't a port. Yeah. They built an engine. They could have made their engine run better on those platforms. For God's sake. It looks like a PS2 I mean, game.
0: It, like, that's just not... That's I not will,
2: okay.
1: I will also say, I, I don't know about Doom Eternal, but, like, in the past, like, when you have, like, Doom getting released on Switch, most of the time that's not at the same time as yeah. the... You know, it's not... But all of them are day and date. It's, you know, sometimes the Switch... I mean, the first Doom came out on the Switch how many years afterwards? And, I mean, like, a lot of ports like that get crap, too. Um, Borderlands 2 on PS Vita was unplayable garbage when it first released. And people were pissed about that. And it was because it was on the Vita. It got a lot better. And I think these will possibly get better. But... I think the other side that is, too, is I don't think that anybody...
0: I don't think the marketing for Doom Eternal on the Switch was, it's just the same as playing it on an Xbox. It's just the same as playing it on PC. And I don't think that the CD, like, that Cyberpunk, anyone expected it to be the same. Like, I knew I wasn't going to get ray tracing on my Series X, or my 1X because it doesn't support it. I knew I wasn't going to get 4K60. I But I I think I could really easily... You thought it would look better
1: than GoldenEye?
0: Well, I mean, I think it is reasonable to expect that on uh, a 1X, you know, like, the most powerful gaming system until I don't know a month ago that I would be able to get 1080 30 and like not have it look worse than like like, I'm not kidding when I say most of the screenshots I've seen of that game look worse than GTA 5 that came out on the Xbox eight years ago you know that was a that was a reskin of a 360 game. Like, a games, it's horrible, and it is all on CG Project Red to, to fix that, and they deserve every ounce of criticism that they're getting for it. Like, they didn't have to release it on these systems, and they chose to, and they didn't have to release it on December 10th, and they chose to. So, I, I,
2: You're saying all the right things. That, yeah, I agree with you. It's,
0: it's just, it's, to me, it is, Irresponsible as a company. Like, I mean, so if you take two million and times it by sixty, like, what is that? One point two what two million times sixty. I can't I'm not good at math, but let's see, two, one, two, three, You're one, the wrong two, person, three yeah. times sixty. So they sold a hundred and twenty million dollars worth of games, you know, give or take twenty million dollars to folks knowing that it wouldn't work like that's just irresponsible and like honestly like I don't want to live in a world where you know this it involves you know, a class action suit because I guarantee you there's somebody already thinking about launching some sort of class action suit against CD project red for doing it but like to me there's got to be consequences and and maybe those consequences are just nobody trusts CD project red again um, and and that would be fair to me so I don't know, you guys have any other thought I'm sorry I'm talking too much yeah you're good now it, Yeah, you covered it. All right. Uh, Joe Coleslaw says, Happy holidays, Merry Christmas to you and yours. We got like nine days, but I'll take it now. Uh, He's been catching up on 10 years of old Xbox in the last three days, and will be doing so for the next two weeks. He uh, is now in the proud possession, the proud owner of my uh, Xbox One S, which I really, I love that system. That was a good, good gaming system. Um, But I don't need four Xboxes. Uh, Just last night, a holiday miracle took place. I started explaining Game Pass to my girlfriend and showing what I've downloaded already, and she kind of was, you know, whatever about it. Um, and uh, I kept showing her all the games that it offered, and she stopped me on Hellblade. I was explaining how it took a deep dive into experiencing psychosis. She was intrigued. I managed to get past the boss of Illusion, and she buckled in the back seat, ready for a hell of a ride. The last time this happened was with Layers of Fear. Oddly enough, I know. With that, I have a question. So, first of all, congratulations on getting your wife to look at anything. That is great. Uh, I'm sorry, your girlfriend. My wife. You know how it is. What game would you think would be just as fun to watch as it would be to play? Something that's not too long, not too grindy, but an engaging experience. What do you guys think? Uh, like, what's a good a good game for someone to watch you play? Tarkov. <laughs> Every Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash mansocks. I actually really... Like, I... Like, so I don't think this answers Joe's question. But to me, like, if you're going to watch someone... Uh, If you're going to watch someone stream a game, I'm a big fan of watching games like Tarkov where there is... uh, Like... I'm never going to play that game. And even if I did play that game, it wouldn't matter that I'd watched you play it. Like, I don't watch, like, I'm not gonna, ever going to watch someone play Spider Man, like, because I might play that game at some point. I'm not going to watch narrative, but I think, like, survival games and and games like Tarkov are great for stream watching. So go watch Mansocks play. That's what I'm what saying. About TV what about Twitch.tv
1: slash Mansocks? What call? What about Walking Sims? Do you think they're fun to watch?
0: Yes. And that's actually, my recommendation was actually going to be uh, Firewatch or Oxenfree, because I think both of them are very good. Um, games to watch, and neither of them are very long. They're both, like, three to five hours.
2: I really... I mean, this is much more physical world kind of thing, but I love to watch... And I can't do this, and I haven't done this in a year now. Uh, I love to watch people play pinball. Especially oh, really good yeah. players play pinball, right? because I learn a lot. Like, I, you know, spent... At, at con- conventions, I sit and watch the, them play the tournaments, right? You know, it's just... it Because you... It's such a physical game, and there is so much—I wouldn't call it trickery, but skill—to pinball. Knowing how much you can shake a pinball
0: machine it. without tilting it is absolutely a skill. Yeah, I'd never really seen that. I went to a uh, like a pinball convention uh, last summer, and I'd never really seen anyone who was really good at pinball playing. It was awesome to watch. Um, I, I, did I steal yours? Call? I didn't. I didn't intend to. Oh, I think I Firewatch. Know what you answered. I think Firewatch, oh, yeah, I think Firewatch Oxenfree, um, Tacoma is a very good game, um, and uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, Edith I think, Finch, would
1: also you know. be good games. Uh, I would say Gone Home. Gone Home's a great game. Um, I was going to go with uh, Beyond Blue. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, it's just a chill game where you swim around and look at fish. Yeah, um,
0: which also reminds me. Eco the Dolphin. go the Dolphin, if you break out your Sega Genesis. Um, <laughs> well, it, you swim around and look at fish. Uh, what's the... Shoot, what's the Austin Winnery one I like a lot called? <laughs> I like the soundtrack. Abzu. Abzu would be a good one, too. Um, I think all of those... Like, I think Walking Sims are... Because what they have is they're short. They generally have some sort of, like, puzzle that you can kind of talk through with someone else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think puzzle games are another good one.
0: Yep. Yeah. Like I, I would say even like, um, oh, what's that Jonathan Blow one? Uh, the one where you're like trying to connect all the lines. Oh, the Witness. The Witness, like, is a is a. It's probably too long, but that's a, a cool game to play with other people because you can talk through the puzzles and like people think abstractly. Um, differently. Portal. Portal would. Oh, Portal's a great one. I actually, I've never played Portal One, but I've watched Colby play all the way through Portal One. So, I guess I've watched Colby play it. It must be pretty good. I think all of those would be good. Uh, Thanks, Joe. Uh,
1: Big Dog, Eddie says... uh, So Eddie's... Yes, Colby? The Turing Test is really good, but it's going off of Xbox, I think, at the end of this month. Uh, Game Pass, sorry. So So, hurry and play the Turing uh, Test. And it's only like five or six hours. I like that game a
0: lot. Another game I didn't beat, but good. Uh, big dog says, uh, he's got a couple of things that you should know. First of all, I hope that everyone has done shipping packages <laughs> at this point, because I want to say today is our cutoff for Christmas deliveries. He's a FedEx. So like, you may still be able to get something via Amazon. If you've got local Amazon deliveries, uh, we at FedEx are trying to get everyone as fast as possible and get those gift ends on, get those gifts, uh, bought on time. I would say too, like, you know, there's nothing wrong with leaving snacks out for your FedEx, UPS, USPS, Amazon delivery people. Like they probably like that. I would guess. Um, and then his question is, is which game was a bigger disaster, Cyberpunk or Anthem? He says he wants to rem- you to remember that Santa knows if you've been naughty or nice. I believe he
1: thinks he's Santa. Uh, and so thank your delivery person. Like I said, leave, leave I, him I some would, chips. I would thank my delivery person, except I don't think, like, I've been at the bottom of my stairs, which are a half of, you know, like six stairs, seven stairs. Heard them knock on the door, gone up those stairs, opened the door, and they've already disappeared around the corner. So like... I don't know. I think they like hit it and then run as fast as they can to their car. So right. you
0: know. I, uh, so I will say two things. I bought a ring doorbell, not because I'm like one of the paranoid nimbies that seems to, um, populate the rest of my next door slash ring neighborhood. Uh, but because literally they, most of them don't ring my doorbell. And so I didn't know I was getting deliveries, um, until I got a ring doorbell. Um, you know, whatever. Um, the other thing is, so I subscribed to a meal service called dinnerly, uh, and somehow, they, every week, are able to get onto my porch and leave a giant box full of food on my porch every week and not sing off my ring doorbell. I have no idea how they do it. They I think throw it from the... Uh, <laughs> probably. <laughs> 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 They're ninjas. That's the only thing that I can assume is that Dinnerly employs ninjas to deliver my food. Because I'll come outside, I'm like, when did this get here? Um, it's, it's very impressive. Uh, all right, Cyberpunk or Anthem, biggest disaster.
1: I would go Anthem. I mean, like, I think Cyberpunk has like more press in that it's bad, or that some of it's bad, but like Anthem just didn't sell. Yeah. So, I,
0: I will say one thing about Anthem. I think it's incredibly disappointing that that game didn't do better because it yeah. was fun. It was yeah. really fun. Um, I don't exactly know why it didn't do very well. Um. I think maybe it hit at a very inopportune time when Destiny was kind of like what
1: people expected. Well, and I think that you're running into a problem where there's just too many of those type of games. Yep. But, I mean, there was, during that time, there were a lot of them.
0: Yeah. Games as a service, I think, I think the reality is, is when you really look at games as a service,
1: um, Destiny is still around and not many of the rest of them are. I think it's kind of like MMOs where, you know, (laughs) you have a ton, but then you have World of Warcraft and that's not going away. And so a lot of people, yeah, don't want to play too.
0: Just takes a lot of oxygen out of the room. Um, I was reading the other day that the new uh, Warcraft expansion is actually the the fastest selling Warcraft expansion um, ever, maybe, which is weird to me.
2: Yeah, it uh, the WoW, it kind of makes sense. It changes the mechanics completely to how the game is. They actually take it back to the 60 level cap and change item levels. And I don't know how they do it. I probably should play it eventually. But uh, Have
0: you played WoW recently?
2: Uh, I played the last expansion. So every time an expansion comes out, I usually spend two or three months playing through it. Just for the content and um, storyline, because I really do love the WoW universe. That's so good. I so. wish
0: it wasn't like heroin to me. Yes.
2: Well, um, that's, and then I give it up and push it away until the next right? expansion.
0: Oh, it's so good. Uh, I, like, I think you're, you're really right though, is I think that there's only so much room for, for those things. And I think Anthem, I think the disappointing thing about Anthem too, is I think that if they'd, if they pivoted fast enough, if they'd been able to get out some new content, if they'd been able to kind of get things working, I think maybe they had a chance, but they just didn't. Yeah. Um, it was just too you know, similar. Yeah, they're still talking about it. But, I mean, man, you're Iron Man in that game. Like, I'm, I'm just, like, it was so fun. It was so fun to fly around. It was so fun. I thought the missions were good. I thought it was really cool how all the different characters, like, interacted with one another. Where, like, you know, Colby would freeze someone because he had freezing, you know, rays. And I would shoot them with, like, an explodey thing because I had explodey things. And we could work together to fight things. I don't know. i just disappointed that game didn't do better because I think it was... It was had a lot of promise. Um, and I think that they're different. Like, I mean, to me, like what killed that game was probably amount of content, honestly. Like people were really disappointed that there wasn't 10,000 hours of content at launch yeah. and they didn't like the grind in it. Um, whereas Cyberpunk's just broken. Um, to me, they're they're two different things really to some degree, so.
2: Well, and I mean, in Cyberpunk's benefit, there aren't that many other sci-fi, dystopian future role-playing games of this breadth out right now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, like honestly, what's... And tell me because I absolutely has not played it, so I'm going to make sweeping generalizations. <laughs> but is there a huge difference between it and other open world games, really? Or uh, you know a Fallout Four or a it's it's you know, all
2: in the story, right? Yeah, you know i I get to play with Keanu Reeves,
0: which is cool. I like Keanu Reeves. I, I, to me, like what Cyberpunk is doing is nothing. There, it's doing is particularly groundbreaking. Um, which I think is why it's it's. I, I mean, I guess that's the thing as I will say is Anthem. Maybe it wasn't exactly groundbreaking, but they were trying to do something really new. Um, that, that kind of software service model was not as... I mean, like, because you did kind of see it. It kind of like, whoop, everything was a software service and now nothing is. Um, they were playing in a, in a playground that people hadn't played in before. Cyberpunk is in a playground that a lot of people have played in before, and it's a shame that they weren't able to, to get that done a little bit better. But, you yeah, know, whatever. Uh, Princess Megan, we've answered her question 45 times today, but we'll answer it again. Um, she's saying, when you're stuck in a game, would you rather use an online walkthrough or work on it until you figure it out yourself? I prefer figuring it out myself, but there's a point where I will watch one if I'm spinning my wheels for too
1: long. Um, before I talk, why doesn't someone else talk? I will check if I am spinning my wheels too long, and that too long is exactly three seconds. <laughs> so, Also my answer. <laughs> I will get it more than three
2: seconds. I mean, yeah.
0: I think it depends on the game too. Yeah, um, to some degree. Like I, uh, like I said, nights and bikes. There were a couple places where I got stuck, and like I would, but I knew that when I'd gotten stuck before, I had never been stuck for too long. Um, there are games where I know I am going to be stuck, and after I get stuck the first time, I just say screw it. I will continue to use a guide for the rest of this game. Um, I. I think my gaming time is way too precious for me to not use a guide as soon as I go, like, I don't know, like, as soon as I am, like, I I don't know, and I don't think I can figure this out, I use a guide, because I I only have a limited amount of gaming time, and I don't want to waste it being frustrated, like, that's the worst to me, getting tilted in a game because you can't figure something out is the worst kind of gaming. And if I can fix that by looking up something on the internet, I will do it every time. So,
2: I, I mean, I'm also the guy that when I was like 12 or 13 years old, got so stuck in Ultima 4 that I went to Game... Or it wasn't even GameStop, EB or whatever it was, or Babbage's, and actually bought a yep. physical guide to a game. Yep. Um, what was cool about that one ones. was it they actually wrote that the hint guide, as the story of the game. So I actually read it cover to cover. <laughs>
0: <And> <laughs> That's it, awesome. So, yeah. I have a really cool hardcover Fallout 76, one of those, I think, actually. that I I bought it for my dad because he's super into Fallout 76. He's like, I already own that. I'm like, well, cool. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And I was, at the time, thinking I was going to play more Fallout 76, and yeah, it happens. So, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think we're all, like, what I'll say is, is, like, if you don't, like, If you don't like doing that, that is absolutely fine. But, man, don't ever feel like you're cheating because you're looking up a hand guide. Like, it's your life. It's your game. Like, play it how you want. Uh, Sweaty Spooks, uh, new member of our Discord, which you can join by going to bitemepodcast.com slash Discord, asks, do you think Bioware will ever consider making another Star Wars KOTOR game for console? And if not, how come? He's been wanting that for a long time. I... Correct me if I'm wrong, Cole, because I think you know this, too. (laughs) Oh, I vaguely remember them talking about this actually being in production
1: currently. I remember something like that. I kind of. Um, I remember hearing something about there being a game set in the Old Republic. Um, my answer to this question is maybe, but I lean towards no. Um, I, I
2: will disagree with you and lean toward yes with all the announcements of the new Star Wars shows were, coming out were, to Disney were Plus any
1: of them set in the old republic
2: Yes though there's one there's a procedural Jedi one rooting out the dark side so in the old republic so actually it sounds like the coolest show ever right a, a Jedi procedural I, set in the, in the old republic
1: I don't think you'll see one like KOTOR because I think very much one thing that Disney has done with Star Wars is this is the sto- this is the storyline this is how it works they I don't think you're going to see games that have, like, oh, there's a light side ending and a dark side ending. Yeah. I think you're going to have more, like, this is a canon ending and that's the ending.
2: Um, oh, damn. I, I don't like that answer, Colby. Don't I take that yeah, back.
1: <laughs> I, I think that that is what you're going to find. That, you know, a lot of stuff that had, like, like uh, the Force Unleashed games were instantly taken out of canon. Because those weren't canon, um, they have their own canon, and I don't think you're going to see that kind of thing. You may get like a Knights of the Old Republic, but I don't think it will be the same type of game. You'll probably see you may see something set in the Old Republic, but I just don't think. I honestly don't think Disney cares that much about The Old Republic because it's nerds that enjoy The Old Republic. I mean, well, yeah, you'll, uh, yeah, you'll you'll see their TV show, but I don't think you're going to get sprawling. Like, I don't think you'll ever see a movie set in The Old Republic, like a big movie. Maybe I'm wrong, but
2: it just seems... I think it'll depend on the Disney Plus views on the show, right? Yeah. And that's yeah. what's going to drive. And that oh, yeah, that,
1: agree. that will be, yeah, the real you know thing. If that's a huge hit, then maybe. But... I don't know. You might and I mean like you may see I you may see people brought in in that kind of thing. I think that's way more likely that you'll have like one show and you'll have it be kind of what Mandalorian is where like oh hey, here's Ahsoka or Rebels where oh here's um Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah, you know, things like that. You may see it here and there or even Clone Wars where you had uh Darth Maul uh no, not Darth Maul. I was thinking Darth Bane. Darth Bane oh, show. Okay, up. Yes. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You'll see things like that, but I just don't see it being. I don't know. I think Disney has way too much of a stranglehold, and I think that you'll see those kinds of things, and not like a full Knights of the Old Republic game.
2: I agree with you. I you know from the Disney canon, I love Star one. Wars canon. Yeah, I mean, I would too. I. I am very happy that they have this stranglehold now, though, because we saw what happened the last three movies, which was a Kathleen Kennedy, you know, kind of, uh, I would call it almost a passion project or an ego project. And I'm glad that John Favreau and Dave Filoni now have uh-huh. a, you know, they're doing the Kevin Feige on the Star Wars universe. And that's yeah. going to be, um, but I mean, I think the answer is just go back and play KOTOR again. That is literally still one of the best sci-fi role-playing games of all time.
1: Or KOTOR 2. Yeah.
2: Also so,
0: good. what I will say uh, is that you should, if you have never read, if you like books, and you've never read the Darth Bane series. Good stuff. Like, those are real good. They're real good. Real good. Um, the, the rumors about KOTOR came out um, earlier this year, like in January, uh, and all kind of hovered around that Bioware Austin had actually made a prototype for KOTOR. It was not picked up by EA. Um, it's not necessarily KOTOR 3. It was like a kind of reimagining of the first two to bring them in line with current Disney canon. So does it exist? Maybe. Will it come out? Maybe. Um, and see, uh, apparently, I something like... I would love like, to see Reven in
1: canon. Yeah, and that's that's what I... That, shit. Something like that may, you know, those kinds of, like I said, it may be a game where you have the KOTOR name, but not necessarily the KOTOR game. Yeah. So, yeah, like, you know, I've, I've got a Darth Revan somewhere around here. Oh, he's right here.
0: The uh, game we were trying to remember the uh, name of earlier was Jedi Fallen Order, by the way. Not, not a good Rat, game. Revan. Look, there he is. Cool. Yeah. Um, but apparently the success of Jedi Fallen Order have been kind of forcing them to relook at some of the games that have been in development. So, does it exist? Maybe. Is it coming out? Maybe. be cool if it did. I, I never played either of the KOTOR games. You um, should. Really. Yeah, I played one of them a little bit on my iPad, and it was okay. Um, like, it's... Uh, Cliff.
1: I, I, you know... They are, like, almost 20-year-old games. Yeah,
0: it's hard uh, for me to go oh, down. Oh, I get it. But I, I know that that's kind of your jam, man, but, like, it's... In a world where there are new games every day, it's really hard for me to go back to old games that, that aren't bad, but just like, like oh, it's got such a great story. I'm like, yeah, but man, the mechanics are really rough.
2: <laughs> yeah, you should just read the story. Just, like, yeah, that that it. you know,
0: I think that's the thing. Is is there like a novelization of Kotor? Because I think I would enjoy that almost as much. Should we no. write a novelization of Kotor? Yes, that, that'd be fine. All right. Uh, next question. This might be no. Nope. Yep. So last question actually is a question from Hans. So he has Yay. to
2: answer ask it. Uh, so what is your favorite holiday themed game? Die Hard. Wait, what? Oh. <laughs> there is so a Die Hard are... arcade game. Yep, there
1: you go. There's, there's several Die Hard games. So. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, what?
0: What do you mean by holiday themed game? Like uh, does it have to be Christmas, or can I no. choose any holiday? Any holiday. Hmm. What's your favorite holiday-themed game, Hans? <laughs> well, so
2: that's that's funny that you say that. Uh, so there was a... I have three uh, and an honorable mention. There's the wow. Xmas. Well, no, three only. Uh, the Lemmings Xmas. Xmas Lemmings back in the day was super fun. All right. They all had their little Santa hats on. Um, Halloween Harry was an old Apogee side-scroller. Yeah, yeah. Yep, that game was fun. I remember that. Yeah. And uh, then quite honestly... Um, this is kind of a game mode or a game time, but Overwatch always does the best holiday-themed events, and we are now inside holiday, uh, Winter Wonderland for Overwatch right now. It just started uh, yesterday.
0: I'm a big fan of holiday-like themed things. Like I, I think that the Overwatch stuff's fun. I used to love the Rocket League stuff. Um, Interesting enough, so I, so I do a, a Christmas podcast, strangely, in addition to doing this one. We're right in the middle of uh, doing uh, 26 episodes daily in a row. So uh, I've been podcasting a lot lately. And my wife and I actually, outside of that podcast, we're talking about like video like if if these existed like what cool video games there were that were christmas themed um because it seemed like a good way to for me to mix my two podcasts um a little bit and it was it was surprising to me that how few of them are that there really aren't that many christmas set or even holiday set video games like i could not i i was very impressed when you came up with three because we couldn't come up with any that weren't like oh yeah you know overwatch or oh yeah rocket league so uh that was cool. Um, I think my favorite, like, if we're going holiday, like, wide, I think Costume Quest is probably my favorite holiday-themed game. I really like uh, the the setting of that. I've not The funny thing is I love those games, and I've played both Costume Quest 1 and Costume Quest 2, but only probably for, like, two or three hours total between the two of them. Um, I just always seem to kind of, like, something else bright and shiny pulls me back. Um, but those games are both
1: very cool and both set at Halloween. So check those out. Cole, how about you? Well, I can only think of... Um like, one game, and it was Costume Quest? Yeah, Um, sure. Yeah, I mean, Halloween Harry, now that you mention it, yes. Um, So I'm going to go with Die Hard Nakatomi Plaza. There you go. uh, Because I've actually never played uh, Costume Quest. Um, Because it was a first-person shooter on the PC in, like, the early 2000s. And I don't remember anything about that game other than the flashbangs were really, really good. (laughs) Like, they disoriented the crap out of you in that game. That's funny. So, that... Yeah, works for me. Uh, all
0: right. We're going to talk about some cheap free games, and we've got Troll Corner. This is the longest episode we've ever recorded. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Epic Games. So I actually don't know what uh, what the Epic Games game is because it was not announced uh, when I went to look at it. Let's ch- There's Let's a lot check of rumors of announced. lists
2: of, that I've seen on Reddit that everyone's nine, but there's like 12 fairly high-end games
0: they did that last year yeah so the uh for the next let's see it goes up in 14 hours so that would be uh like middle of the day on the 17th i guess um so let's see it's 6 p.m my time so that would mean uh 8 a.m tomorrow i guess so not middle of the day really uh 8 a.m pacific tomorrow they're going to release their first game and then i believe it is Eight or nine I think eight free games over the next eight days um you do have to grab those daily so make sure to get them I got some really really good games last year when they did this so uh, check that out um, we just don't know what it is yet so um, although that does mean you well by the time you guys can grab them hey, Colby and, and Hans oh, no. if you don't already own Pillars of Eternity and tyranny you should go grab both of those I guess I have a Mac that's like five years old Cliff but maybe something on the PC that's all I'm saying Cole. grab it it's free I mean, what do you have to lose? Uh, Humble Bundle. Over on Humble Bundle, you can grab the uh, Quebec Indies Bundle, which I have never heard of any of these games. Actually, that's not true. I've heard of uh, Jotun. That's actually a pretty cool game. But uh, Mages of Australia is in the $10, uh, like, Bucket and that game is a lot of fun. I really like that. So, uh, and they actually one time the, the developers of that gave me a free ticket to PAX, so I'm slightly indebted to them, I believe. So, uh, go grab that. The 10 bucks from Mages of Australia is worth it. I'm sure those other
2: games are cool too. Oh, uh, Castle Story is really cool. I Castle kick-started that. Castle Story is really cool. Yes. See, yes, I'll kickstart that. Super Actually,
0: good. what kind of game is this? Oh, uh, yeah, no, this game does look
2: cool. It's a voxel, you create. It's a tower defense, but you create your own towers and defenses, and then at night, bad things try to attack your tower. That sounds great, yeah. It's a very cool voxel-based, creative, fun—it's fun to play it.
0: Yeah, so go go spend 10 bucks. support uh, a bunch of folks in Quebec. Uh, NES online games this month, I don't know when these get released anymore, like it's just random, I I notice them. Uh, The NES game this month is going to be Nightshade, which I don't know what that is. Uh, The SNES game, uh, the one I've heard of is Donkey Kong Country 3 Dixie Kong's Double Trouble! Exclamation point, which is a terrible title. Uh, The Ignition Factor, Super Valis 4, and tough Enough. So, some really high quality games coming to... uh, I guess Nintendo Online. If you were a subscriber to that, have you guys heard of any of those except Donkey Kong Country? I've heard of
1: Nightshade. Is
0: it just because you are familiar with the poison? No. Okay, just just
1: play Crystallis. Uh, game's good. It's on there. Just play it. Yeah, it's good.
0: It's all you need. Uh, Game Pass uh, added more games because that's what they do. Um, out now. Let's see. Today is the sixteenth. You can get Mork Red, which is on uh, Android console and PC. I, you know, I looked at it. it looked kind of fun. It's got some co-op yeah. stuff, but only local. Uh, this next one. This one's hard um, because I keep telling myself like I'm not gonna play. Skyrim again like I kind of want to see what the special edition looks like but I'm not going to pay money to pay play Skyrim again and now you can play it on Android and console um I put 120 hours into it the first time I'm super tempted to download it again and play it on my phone at night um I don't know. Uh, December 17th, so the day this podcast is kind of out. If you're on the PC, you'll be able to play Among Us, which is awesome. Like It's great that a game is free. Um, get Among Us and come play with us. It's great. Uh, also, same day, you'll be able to get Beholder, the complete edition, on Android and console. Um, I think that's a role-playing game. Uh, CodeVane is coming to Android and console December 17th. The Dark Picture Anthology, Man of Madon. Um, is that the one you played, Call?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's coming to PC Did December 17th.
0: Like yeah, I've heard kind of eh, things about it. Uh, Monster Train is coming to console December 17th. MotoGP20 is coming to Android console and PC on the tw- 17th. Uh, My Friend Pedro, which is kind of a cool game. Actually, I like that one quite a bit. It is hard to play, but uh, it's coming to Android December 17th. Neoverse is coming to Android and console on the 17th. And Wilmot's Warehouse is coming to console and PC December 17th, which is a game I have very, very, very much wanted to play. I'm very excited that it is on console now. So it's a... Uh, like, literally, it's like a game about organization, oddly enough. Um, so, it's made by uh, Finji, the folks, are published by Finji. They're a very cool game development studio, or game developer publisher studio company. They're neat. Uh, Troll Corner. So, this is, like, I think we need, like, backstory here. Is that is that the right way to, to say this? Um, a little. There's a video game, and it is called uh Devotion. It's published by uh, a company called Red Candle Games, and it came out on Steam. I'm going to say like what two two years ago, a year ago maybe. Um, and in the game, one of the characters compares who? Cole, you, you told Gigi, me I forget. Gigi Ping, Gigi Ping, who is the president of China? Emperor?
1: Her? Uh, no, that's I was. Yeah, he's. It uh, says in the the story he's the yeah, president. president so, that's right. I was whatever. thinking of the guy from Japan. I, I mean,
0: you know, clever. say what you will about China, their politics are probably a little fluid, right? Um, and in the game, they compare him to Winnie the Pooh, which you would not think would be a big deal, but apparently that's a very, very, very big deal. Like a big enough deal that um, that game got pulled from Steam. Like they, they literally, you know, I, I think it came down to China saying, like, either this game does not live on Steam anymore or Steam does not live in China anymore. Yeah. Um, and so I think today, actually, uh, GOG announced that, hey, Devotion is coming to to GOG. And you're like, oh, well, good guy GOG, like, you know, standing up in, you know, the face of censorship and, uh, you know, like they've done some. Like, GOG as a platform and CD Projekt Red as a company have done some things that I don't necessarily agree with over time. Um, GOG specifically. They, they've made some very big social media snafus that I, I think are really terrible. Um,
1: good on them. Cole, were you going to say something? No, no. I was just trying to pronounce. Like, I can never. It's G, Xi Jinping. Xi That's Jing a tough Ping. one. Yeah. Like, because there's an N yeah, oh, yeah, there sorry. is.
0: Anyway, no, that's fine. Um, so you know, Gog announced they were gonna do it. Um, Red Candle Games actually were like, Hey, cool, this is actually happening. Thank you for su- your support. Like they made a, a pretty from what I understand, a pretty good horror game um that people just have not really been able to play. Uh Immediately after the announcement that uh, this game was coming to GOG, they backtracked and said, earlier today it was announced that the game Devotion is coming to GOG. After receiving many messages from gamers, we've decided not to list the game in our store. Um, that's called
1: being chicken. <laughs> uh, that, that's called GOG would like to sell games to China. Yeah. And if they can't they'll just pull that one game rather than not have any of their games
0: so if you've ever been online and seen somebody accuse someone of censorship like oh my gosh i can't believe they're censoring me nine out of ten times what you're experiencing is not actually censorship like a facebook cannot be accused of censorship because facebook is not a government they are a private a private company so they cannot censor you they cannot have you on their platform but that's their right as a private company um, in case you're wondering, when a country <laughs> influences a company to not put something out, that's actually censorship. <laughs> um, and it's not not great. But what do you do? Capitalism. Yay! All right, guys. We're 19 hours into this podcast. Do you have any thoughts, hopes, dreams before we uh, wrap it up? I'm hungry. I'm also hungry. It is Chipotle night at uh, my kid's school. So we're going to get Chipotle and support a PTA because that's what you do, I guess. I'm going to eat a burrito the size of my forearm. It's going to be great.
2: Uh, Are you also? No, uh,
0: you ate before you got here. So you're not hungry. You're probably sleepy because it's nine. All right. Uh, We're Bite Me podcast. That's a good thing. You can find us. (sighs) Bite me. Not yet. Not yet. Bite me which is currently being managed by uh, Ming and Hans's personal friend, Rich. He's doing an excellent job. Oh, does he just hate me? Uh, well, have you, have you ever met him in real life? No, Hans and I have. We have, we have I've broken never
1: met Hans in real life. Oh, that's a
0: shame. That's a real shame. Yeah, he's right there. That's Hans. Um, Hans and I have broken school bread with uh, with uh, Rich. It was great. School bread is dope if you ever go to Norway or Walt Disney World. Highly recommended. Anyway, bite me podcast.com. Uh, you can find us on social media Facebook, Twitter, Instagram.com slash bite me podcast. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bite me podcast. You can join our delightful discord at bite me podcast.com slash discord now, Colby. Bite me. That was very good. Thank Buy you. Bite me. Thank you.